0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at wwwtheunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at real the Underdog.
1: Welcome back to Hardwood Homies. I'm your host, Jackson Hoy. As always, I'm joined by Mike Rebanov. Mike, how are you doing today?
0: I'm alright. Like, not the best week for me last few weeks. My grandma's you know, sick and stuff, but you know, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I hope she gets well soon. Um, I've been real busy this week too, but we're we're back with some more scouting reports uh, continuing upon the series we started last week. Last week we did a uh, Terrence Davis, Admiral Schofield, Eric Paschal, Charles Bassey, and Charles Matthews. So if you haven't listened to that already, go back and listen to that one to hear all those guys. Uh, We are continuing today with quite a few more guys. We're going to Cameron Johnson, Justin Robinson, Dean Wade, Xavier Sneed, Barry Brown, Cody Martin, Caleb Martin, Chris Wilkes, Jalen Hands, and then we'll touch on uh, Moses Brown and Chris Smith a little bit just to round out the UCLA guys, but mostly focusing on seniors here again trying to get some of these guys who are going to be in the draft at this point so that way we don't you know waste time on guys who might not enter the draft but of course you know we're touching on some of these teams like kansas state so xavier sneed still a junior but there's a chance he enters in we've already talking about the kansas state guys may as well put him in there as well but do you have anything you want to talk about real quick before we we jump into these scouting reports mike
0: um, I don't think there's that much news right now, right? I don't know. What, am I forgetting something? I guess like Zion is just a big thing, but you know, people know about that.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's not much right now. I don't think in terms of the news. Um. Yeah. We can we can just go into to Cameron Johnson then, starting with him on offense. So he's, uh, pretty clear. Like the the offensive skill set for him, as like a you know a big tall wing type who. Has the really high-end shooting ability that you look for in terms of, you know, high-end shooting off the catch, high-end shooting off movement, uh, off the dribble. Six-foot-eight, 210 pounds, uh, redshirt senior at North Carolina. uh, Going to be 23.3 at the time of the draft, took a redshirt year uh, back while he was at Pitt, and then spent his last two years in North Carolina, so a fifth-year senior. Um, So, like I said, you know, high-level movement shooter with NBA size, you know, the picturesque mechanics, quick release, uh, finishes high. Sets his feet quickly off movement. Really shoots over, contests well. Doesn't seem to be phased uh, with a hand in his face. Can shoot over at the top with that size. Has shown some pull-up ability. Uh, running pick and roll a little bit when guys go under. Has some stationary and movement shooting from NBA range. Just a high level of confidence in his jump shot. Off the dribble too, he has some some straight line ability. Sometimes depending on you know, shoulder drops and strength, he's used his body a little bit better this year to dislodge guys on the move. Has run some pick-and-roll as well, showing a little bit of pull-up game there. Um, kind of good using his strength and length for finishes at the college level, but other times kind of seems averse to contact. And at the pro level, you kind of see his slight frame and the lack of explosion being a bit of an issue. But I do think he has pretty good touch. He has some floater games, so maybe that'll help him compensate for some of the lack of at-basket finishing upside. But just in terms of scoring, he's, you know, the really projectable shooting ability, uh, some of the touch off the dribble, even if his handle is kind of limited at this point but in probably not going to be much of a finisher at the NBA level, just lacking explosion, kind of lacking strength, even though he's done a good job progressing there, using his size a little bit more at the college level.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy's definitely, like, a safe bet to shoot, as safe as it gets, at least. Uh, you know, with the success of guys like Buddy Heald or even, like, uh, Kellen Werder, you know, going back, obviously, like, Klay Thompson is, like, one of the, uh, like, upside uh, kind of uh, outcomes for that type of player. I don't think Johnson... Is likely to reach Clay. You know, Clay is like an all time shooter. I think Johnson is a very, very good shooter. I don't know if he's like an elite all time shooter or mm-hmm. anything like that. And obviously, he's already older. Uh, I don't think uh, there's a huge amount of upside for him, in my opinion, personally, on either end. But uh, as far as just being like safe, uh, you know, he'll come in, he'll shoot. He has the size to play, you know, the three in the NBA and maybe even like in today's NBA, some four. You know, Probably not the quickness for the two, but we'll get into the weaknesses. But uh, yeah, as far as shooting, like you said, like he's capable. Uh, 12 three-pointers uh, made off screens according to Synergy this year. That's very good for his size. Um, over the past two years, um, 167 uh, catch-and-shoot, no dribble jumper attempts, uh, at shooting at, uh, I believe 61% effective field goal percentage. So that's higher than anybody else, uh, we've done so far in that category. And, uh, his number of makes, 103 makes, the second, second best percentage was actually Charles Matthews, uh, funny enough, mm-hmm. but, uh, he had 54%, uh, last year. I mean, sorry, last episode. And, uh, so, but he only had 100 attempts, um, Cameron Johnson has 103 makes uh effective <laughs> makes you know if you count uh three pointers uh, is one and a half so yeah uh definitely the shooting is unquestionable and uh you know I think this year he's also really uh kind of benefited from Kobe White in transition because Kobe is so fast and you know mm-hmm. we know his athletic traits and how much he pushes it and all that and uh Cam uh, you know the way they use him is uh really have him run out in transition a lot and like uh he's uh one of the top guys when it comes to like week outs and, um, uh, like first down uh, the floor type of plays. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, with Kobe, uh, r- always really pushing the ball hard, uh, that kind of helps Johnson as well. Uh, obviously North Carolina also does a lot of stuff with offensive rebounding, like a big part of their game is kind of, uh, having Kobe just take like a random pull up and then everybody, like the rest of the team just hits the glass as hard as they mm-hmm. can. And Johnson has uh, done some stuff uh, there as well with his touch and also has uh, used his, uh, you know, shooting ability to kind of um, uh, get guys on like uh, back screens, cutting, uh, you know, uh, back doors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, he has that also. I mean, uh, a lot of that stuff, I'm not exactly sure how great it's going to transfer to the NBA, you know, uh, cutting. And, uh, you know, leakouts and transition are not exactly the best for, for NBA projection. But, uh, you know, movement without the ball and using his shooting ability to kind of uh, 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 create off-ball scoring opportunities for himself is uh, something useful to some extent. And uh, uh, what else I was going to say? Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, he's also not a bad passer. He's, you know, he's not particularly selfish, doesn't make a lot of mistakes also. I forgot I should have checked his turnovers. But, uh I don't know if this is how the numbers are exactly, but, uh, you know, from watching him play, he rarely, uh, will turn it over in the games I've watched and, uh, rarely makes, like, really egreg- egregious mistakes or anything like that, like, uh, gets out of control. Uh, so, you know, he doesn't handle a lot. Like, you, you know, he's not, he's only mo- mostly straight line guy or, like, a transition guy if, uh, we're talking about off the dribble, but, uh, You know, uh, in the times he does have the ball, won't usually do anything uh, dumb or you know might not make any super amazing nice uh, good play, but uh, no real bad plays, which is I think is a positive to some extent as well.
1: Yeah, you see him run a little bit of pick and roll uh, with the ball in his hands. Doesn't like you said, doesn't really have an advanced handle, but uh, in terms of passing, he's shown the ability to read the defense, pass over the top a little bit. Maybe you see him running some secondary pick and roll, but again, the handle is not that high level. He's already. Uh, 23, so it's it's kind of like you're not really seeing a ton of upside for growth with him there necessarily. Or actually, he turns technically turns 23 in three days. So if you're listening to this uh, past March 3rd, he's 23. But uh, yeah, um, his passing definitely though more of a strength than his handle. And like you said, makes good decisions, doesn't really force things or turn things over. And uh, going into that pick and roll a little bit, he's really smooth just getting into his pull up out of the pick and roll or one run off the line. So I think that you see if you see guys close out hard on him, you know you can fake escape dribble either to the side or take a step forward and really smooth get it gets into that pull up good balance, which is good to see and you know you want your shooters not to just be stationary guys you want to be adaptable and again like the mid range ability does matter with these guys when uh, they get chased off the line or something like that so that's good to see from him but yeah in terms of in terms like creation or just doing a lot of stuff with the ball in his hands you don't really see. That with him, just because again he's older, he doesn't really have that type of athleticism in terms of like having the bend or really types of high end quickness or explosion to really create any way like that. Like you said, some cutting stuff, good leaking out and transition, all that, but it's not really the type of functional stuff that you see translating to the NBA level, really.
0: Yeah, I uh, like if uh, he gets like a good open space, like straight line to the basket. You know, he's pretty tall, like six eight, and he could throw it down. He's had some. Uh, okay like dunks and stuff like that so that's something you know that he's at least aggressive enough to you know go to the rim hard and try to you know put it in you know that's helpful to some extent also but uh yeah mostly like off the dribble I think in my opinion especially in the NBA he's going to be really limited and that's like kind of one of my concerns with him offensively both ends really but uh in the offensive end I really struggle to see how he's going to contribute uh outside of just like being a uh, you know good shooter and uh um, you know, maybe some ball movement, like you could take like a dribble and make a dump off pass to like the dunker spot or something like that, uh, which is pretty solid at. But, uh, you know, uh, uh one of the games I watched, the Louisville game, where he like Stephen e- Enoch was guarding him and he couldn't beat Enoch off the dribble. And he's like, you know, it's kind of concerning in the NBA playing the wing. And, uh, you know, is he strong enough uh, to play the four? I think that's probably going to be his mm-hmm. kind of role is coming in off the bench and kind of, uh, uh, Taking these guys like a worry or somebody like that uh off the floor uh at the at the four, not off the floor, but you know uh kind of uh matching up against them at the floor Cause, uh you know Markinen could kind of expose a more traditional floor with a shooting, but if you throw in Cameron Johnson in there you know markin uh is not necessarily gonna put him in the post and like uh you know put him in the basket every time down yeah. in the post or anything either, so uh that's kind of like a strength I guess for Johnson in that type of role, but uh uh, I don't really see a lot of like a good team starter uh, upside for Johnson, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that, just kind of with the, the offensive limitations. And we can move into the defense if you don't have anything more on the offense.
0: Uh, I don't think so off the top of my head, no.
1: Yeah, so like like we said, uh, in terms of the physical profile, 6'8", uh, listed 210 pounds, but doesn't really seem that long. I think he does use his length well. Uh, playing with his hands up uh, pretty good hands swiping down for steals at times um, definitely i think kind of plays bigger than his frame is at times you know maintaining a wide base while sliding uh, kind of makes it tougher for guys to get around him because he doesn't really have like a naturally wide frame or su- not naturally super long um, i think he slides kind of like decently well but against you know higher end competition he kind of struggles to stay in front you don't really see him you know staying with a lot of nba type guards and like like you said with the kind of the slimmer frame like guys like marken and could maybe put him in the post if they tried to like, not clear how much like that would really happen at the NBA level, but doesn't really like fight for inches on the ball necessarily. So you can see guys kind of going through him on their way to the rim and he doesn't really have the length to compensate there. Um, does like, you know, like I said, it seems like fairly competent defending guards on the ball, um, but there are questions about his ability to hang with the top end athletes, but uh, the, the length does help him compensate just because he does play, play with his arms up, uses his length. Well, so I think that that's there, and he does have the, the positional size at 6'8", which is solid. But uh, in terms of, like, on ball ability, I don't really see any strong pluses, uh, especially being a yeah, older what, guy, uh, just kind of kind of limited physically.
0: Yeah, my bad. Uh, from what I've seen, like, uh, if you, like, the first move, like, if you just give him, like, a one-hang dribble and start going straight, uh, he'll, he'll, like, slide with you, and he uses his length, like you said, pretty well. Uh, in that uh, case, but if you, if a guy gives him, like, a double crossover or, like, uh you know, uh a, a, like, a in and out and then going into a step back, like, the second, third move, that's it. Like, he'll give up a lot of space. Like, a lot of separation will be created there because uh, he's just, like, slow twitch, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, uh, yeah, he kind of, like, if, you, if a guy has, like, real dribble moves and, like, ability to create with the ball in their hands, like, uh, they're going to be able to kind of uh, really create separation against uh, him, at least in the plays I've seen so far. But uh, like uh more straight line type guys he'll he'll do all right, like he could side all right, and uh. Yeah, like, uh, also is a concern a little bit, like you said, he's not like super high intensity or like, uh, the physicalities at times has been a question with him, especially in the past. He's done better this year in that regard, though, but, uh, mm-hmm. still a little bit of, uh, concern, like, against stronger guys, can he body up? And, uh, yeah, does is he see going to be really, like, is that really a focus for him? Defense being, uh, you know, high motor and energy on that end consistently. Uh, you know, he's not like a dumb guy defensively. Like, he does all right as far as rotations and stuff, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's not like uh, he doesn't really bring anything uh, to the table either. But, uh, yeah, we could go into the off-ball stuff unless uh, you have more.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you said, shows, you know, solid awareness makes uh, the right rotation a lot of the time, good positioning. But sometimes he reacts a bit late, and the lack of yeah. athletic tools kind of limits him in terms of, you know, can he really protect the rim from the weak side Is a guy who doesn't really have that leaping ability, doesn't really have that, kind of strength level a lot of guys are just gonna be able to go through him especially near the basket so like the awful is not like a weakness for him but it's hard to really say it's a strength just because he doesn't really impact the game at a high level he doesn't have the tools to capitalize on the instincts it's not like he has this massive recovery radius for when he gets beat or he's gonna be flying around like he knows what he's doing he knows where to be but like beyond that there's not a ton of strengths there
0: yeah, and uh, like on week, like North Carolina kind of has weird weak side rotations, and a mm-hmm. lot of times they'll ask him to be like super deep in the paint and stuff yeah. like that. So, and he kind of, like you said, uh, is not quick enough to recover all the time to shooters and stuff like that. But also, even like uh, reading the defense, uh, this is, I noticed this with like Wilkes as well. Uh, like they'll make the rotation, but they're not like like they'll do the job of making the rotation and contesting decently but they're now like quick uh, like mentally even not even athletically necessarily but just mentally to recognize it like before yeah. it happens or like as soon as it happens you know what I mean there's like a slight that moment difference where it's a, a difference between just executing and contesting or executing to the point where you're, you are know stealing the pass or really getting into the guy you know and, or being, being there you know even like before the ball gets there or like right as the ball gets there stuff like that like you know somebody like a Joshua or a Barry Brown, Xavier Sneed that we've talked about could do that type mm-hmm. of stuff. But like with a guy like Johnson, uh and uh, Wilkes, you know, they're they may not make any huge mistakes but it, they're not gonna make anything positive either really. And so that's kind of a, I I think in the NBA that could be, become more pronounced and kind of uh, uh noticeable and uh, be a bigger weakness uh you know with the how Every fast everybody is, both mentally and physically in the NBA. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely somewhat a concern. Also, I'm not um, a little bit worried about his team defense, you know, uh, perhaps being uh, somewhat of a negative uh, for him at the next level.
1: Yeah, and one thing that kind of doesn't really fit in any of these categories that I wanted to bring up is, uh, you watch, like, he, he gets, like, banged up or nicked up more often than almost any guy. Like, it seems like probably every game or two, he's having some minor injury or An injury scare where he falls down and he's had some uh, injury problems in the past and you know kind of with his slight frame and everything guys being able to get into his body I do worry about durability with him more so than I do with a lot of guys because you see him uh, down on the ground so much and there's been like three or four times at least this season where it's looked like oh Cam Johnson has a serious injury and then he ends up being all right but you know you can only fall over and get injured so many times before it ends up being serious so I do think Kind of with the uh, as guys get stronger, more physical at the NBA level, there maybe is some more injury risk that comes up with him as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, in the Duke game in the beginning of the second half, he you know came out very strong, but then uh, uh, had that was it like an ankle or foot injury or something. Yeah, something and, yeah. Like well, that. Of course, missed some time last year. Yeah, I definitely agree.
1: Yeah. Um. So moving on, does, do you have anything else on his defense before we uh, move on? Just the overall prognosis.
0: I think that's about it all. Like, yeah.
1: All right, yeah, so just in general, again, kind of we summed it up overall. He's not like this super complicated guy. Like he has the NBA-level shooting ability, uh, NBA size, ability to play the wing, which all that's valuable. You know, you want wings who can shoot. That's what's desired in today's NBA. And on top of that, you know, smart passer, able to hit pull-ups all the way out to three-point range, play a little pick-and-roll, create a little bit when run off the line. All that's valuable. Uh, has some hope defensively thanks to the size and length and uh, you know functionally applies those not just a guy who's tall but doesn't play like it but again the lack of strength lack of quickness the age uh, doesn't really have a handle like the upside just isn't really there and you know shooting is relatively easy to find but you know elite shooting is pretty valuable no matter what and johnson has the upside to be one of those really elite types of shooters so i do think you know in the, like the early to mid second round range, you know maybe like the After around the 40th pick, maybe a little bit inside there, I think he he could be a solid get for you just because he can play right away and give you some shooting. But higher than that, I don't know that he's really paying off as an investment just because uh, you're kind of getting what you're getting and there's not really much upside left with him, especially as an older guy who's kind of maxed out what he has.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's, uh, like, shooting is relatively easy to find for, like, like, smaller guys, but for six, eight guys that could shoot off yeah. movement and, you know, stuff like that, that's not that easy to find, actually. So, yeah, yeah there's definitely some value to him. Uh, I think the interesting uh, argument here so far out of the guys we have is him versus Charles Matthews, whereas, like, uh, Johnson is definitely, I think, the safer pick and more likely to be an NBA contributor and, like, a rotation player. But uh, I think Matthews kind of has more upside, so it's really, like, to me, Uh, If you're, like, kind of building from the ground up and you're just trying to, like, kind of get upside plays, I'd probably take Matthews. But if, uh, you know, you already have kind of a contending team and you just need another guy come off the bench uh, and also bring maybe some trade value, I think Johnson is uh, probably better fit than Matthews. So that's kind of the range I have him in out of the guys we've done so far.
1: Yeah, that's a good point about the trade value, looking at uh, the Lakers being able to pick up Reggie Bullock for Svee Mikhailuk and then I think a couple of second-round picks from that deal. But clearly Svee... Had some trade value, and you can kind of look at Johnson as sort of like a, a richer man's version of Speed. Just, I mean, Speed was younger and stuff, but I, I do think Johnson probably has a little bit more to his game than Speed did coming out. So, uh, definitely some, some value with these guys because these, these big movement shooters are really valued across the league right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, we can move on next to Justin Robinson, a point guard at Virginia Tech, six two. Uh, let me pull up his dimensions real quick. Uh, 6'2", 190, going to be 21.7 at the draft, so one of the youngest seniors in this class. Uh, so starting with the scoring game for Robinson, um, I was a really big fan watching him, especially just of his shot. I'm kind of surprised that he doesn't have more volume from three because his shot mechanics are really nice. Uh, has the off-catch, off-dribble, off-movement trio that you look for. Uh, not a ton of volume off-movement, but uh, you see a little bit with the the balance he's able to get setting his feet quickly. Um, I think that you can project that with him. Uh, Compact left-handed release, gets the ball uh, pretty quick, very quick release. Uh, Gets some good rise, too. Uh, On his pull-ups, able to shoot over the top a little bit. Uh, Has really good confidence pulling up when guys go under on him. Uh, Like I said, just a very compact, repeatable shot and strong percentages to back up the, the shot on tape. And then aside from the shooting, pretty quick on the ball. I think he's a little bit underrated as an athlete. Uh, Has the ability to split some pick and roll coverages. Really attacks the rim with force too, which I like to see. uh, Not one of those guys who's going to throw up some lazy finishes. He'll really try to extend all the way to the the rim. uh, Use the limited length he has to try to go into guys' bodies. Just isn't like this super explosive athlete who's going to finish over guys necessarily, but going into bodies, attacking contact, that's good to see. He he draws a fair amount of fouls. Um, Like I said, not super explosive, so that probably limits him as a finisher at the NBA level. His size is definitely less than ideal, but, you know, he he has the skill game you look for in terms of scoring. I think the one question with him is he's got really low volume uh, for everything in the mid range, like very, I think in terms of like runners and two point pull-ups, he's like something like two for 14 on two point jumpers this year, something like that, like really low numbers there. And part of that's Virginia Tech's offense. I think they're like bottom 40 nationally in terms of percentage of shots that are two point jumpers. They're, you know, very focused on either getting open three point looks or Taking shots at the rim, playing a efficient style of basketball, but you do you do want to see Robinson expand that in between game a little bit more, just because he's going to have to have that. And I do think you can project that with the uh, the comfort he shoots pull ups from three point range. You just you do want to see it with him uh, before you, you're confident in it.
0: Yeah, um, I, I agree with all that. Like, you covered a lot of what I was going to talk about also. So, uh, yeah, I'll add on a little bit. Uh, first of all, he only has 23 pull-up jumpers total this year. It kind of came as a big surprise to me watching mm-hmm. him play. It seemed like he had a lot more just in the games that I watched. Yeah, even definitely. like, uh, Yeah, and uh, so only three jumpers, uh, jump shots uh, in the two-point range this year, according to Synergy. So the other 11, you know, either they were uh, – uh, kind of marked differently by synergy than the uh, game logs or, uh, you know, like you said, runners and uh, stuff of that nature. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, definitely some of it is Virginia Tech's offense, but, uh, you know, there's a little bit of kind of a weird uh, trend and uh, something to question. Definitely if I was a team, I'd bring him in for workouts and see how he does on, like, uh, you know, two two three dribble pull-ups in the mid-range area, uh, you know, how he's capable of that. But overall, I would uh, kind of um, – trend towards uh you know uh believing that he's just shooting threes because he knows it's more valuable because uh what's their name the coach um he probably. knows it's more about val- yeah he knows it's more valuable for them to shoot threes you know obviously we know about the percentages and all that so uh yeah I, I would say that's probably the main reason behind it and uh yeah the other big strength i think for him offensively is um uh, pick and roll reads and just uh, reading the like last line of defense, weak side, the rotations and stuff like that, really has some like advanced, uh, accurate uh, passes for uh, you know skip passes to the weak side corner and stuff like that. Uh, really does well with that. Not like amazing vision as far as like uh, instinctual like creativity and stuff like that, but as far as just making the right reads and executing their spread pick and roll scheme, he's really excellent. And, uh, you know, his finishing numbers are also ridiculous, like, as far as efficiency. I think he's, like, at uh, 75% on shots of the rim out of pick-and-roll ISO uh, and spot-up, which is, like, amazing because, you know, um, that's pretty good for finishing overall. But uh, if you take out the transition and cutting Mm -hmm. finishes... You know, usually those numbers are like the average is about fifty percent, and you know, being a six-two point guard who, like you said, is not like an insanely explosive alley or anything. It's really good. So, uh, yeah, that's impressive. It's not a super high volume, but and I do think uh, a lot of it has to do with Virginia Tech's like uh, pristine, pristine uh, spacing this year. Yeah. They're like, yeah. you know, the outlaw They're and hill five and out, like, all the time.
1: Uh, say that again. They're playing five out basically all the time.
0: Exactly, yeah, and especially if they're, uh, you know, uh, having Robinson drive, uh, they're gonna bring Blackshire, uh, you know, pulling out to the three-point line as well. So, yeah, I mean, definitely helpful in that regard, but still, uh, relatively impressive. I definitely think in the half court, he's a very solid point guard. Uh, but like you said, I do wanna see at times he kind of, uh, picks up his dribble early or kind of, uh, just, Stays at the three-point line. It kind of reminds me, Doncic did something similar. I remember he was, he was like allergic to uh, mid-range pull-ups, and I understand those are not particularly efficient shots, but the thing is, if you're, uh, you know, capable from that range, that a lot of times you could kind of, with head fakes and uh, hang dribbles and stuff like that, you could kind of set up more drives and uh, really draw the defense more and uh, set up uh, spot-up threes for your teammates uh, uh, if you're a little bit more aggressive in the mid-range area. So uh, I would like to see that from him. Um, Again, I'm not sure how much of it is him and how much is the system, but, uh, you know, Alexander Walker does take a decent amount of mid-range when he's the mm-hmm. one running their uh, kind of pick-and-roll scheme. So, uh, yeah, some questions about that. And, uh, yeah, just overall, I'm not sure he's uh, he's got the athleticism and, uh, you know, uh, uh kind of instincts like he's a good IQ player and he's definitely like I said execution and half court he's very very good but uh I don't know if he's like the elite like vision and uh you know instinctual passer and uh neither is he the amazing athlete and uh you know not amazing size uh to really be a starting point guard I kind of think he's going to be unfortunately relegated to a backup role uh throughout his career which is you know a pretty big kind of um um inefficiency in a negative way, whereas, like, you know, if you're good enough to be a starter compared to a backup, like, your value in the draft jumps a lot at the point guard position. Uh, So, uh, yeah, that's kind of, like, the thing that kind of holds him back uh, overall. And, uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, we could go to the defense unless you got more.
1: Uh, Yeah, I wanted to touch on the playmaking a little bit more. You did cover a lot, but I do think uh, one thing you didn't talk about was his handle is... I think his handle is, like, really good in terms of just... Keeping the ball tight a lot of the time, uh, especially when getting through contact, you know, uh, handles physicality pretty well, um, creates separation pretty well also. And like you said, the vision there is there, like some of the skips he makes in that spread pick and roll offense are so beautiful. I mean, he throws absolute lasers, like he puts a lot of juice on his passes. Um, and re- I really like like he has like this extra pass mentality, like he's he's always looking for the best shot and he, he like sees plays in advance almost. Where before he even catches the pass, he's ready to make the next skip uh, with like his driving kicks. He he sees it on the move, he sees plays developing, um, makes decisions quickly, and has some like really nice craft and flair. Uh, I have a clip I'll post with the podcast I saved from one of the games I watched where he had this uh, like crazy like fake pass, look off, and then a really nice drop off on the move to Blackshear for a dunk. So sometimes that gets him into turnover trouble like he he does try to get a, a little bit too creative at times like throwing some skips or doing some flare passes so he's like is like you said his assist turnovers like not great this year it's i think it's like 1.9 which is like it's really good but for like a, a senior point guard who's like a high end prospect you'd rather him be over 2 especially in such a good offense with so many spaced out shooters so you do want to see him cut the turnovers out a little bit um, but i i do agree with what you said a lot of what you said about the backup just like not really having any clear starter skills unless he gets his pull up to like a really high level, which again, like I wouldn't rule it out. I do really like the jump shot mechanics and I do like a lot of what he does on offense. But I think that the the question of like starter versus backup is one that, that does kind of hurt him because, you know, going on to the defense, um, he doesn't he, he's a solid, I think, defensively, but doesn't really stand out there. But do you want to start off with the, the on ball stuff right on defense?
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't have a huge amount of him on ball. I guess he's, like, solid. Uh, I think really that Virginia Tech scheme, uh, in particular this year, is all about uh, just, uh, you know, flying all over the court and uh, really a lot of uh, gambling and just the mobility that they bring to the table and the quickness of the entire team. And, you know, Robinson is a pretty big part of that. I think in the past he's had some struggles uh, on ball and just overall, even defensively, like his junior season. That was kind of something that – uh, drew me away from him as a prospect, but uh, this year he's done solid. He's been solid, I think, on ball. But uh, mm-hmm. off ball, I think is where most of the interesting stuff is about him. But uh, do you have anything about him on ball?
1: Uh, yeah, he's he's pretty physical at times. He's he's kind of inconsistent. Where uh, sometimes he plays physical, but other times he's a little bit more uh, relenting. Uh, like, or is that the word? He like he like lets guys. Yeah, I think it's relenting. Like he lets guys kind of go through him a little bit. Like it's it's kind of inconsistent, and. He's like I talked about on offense. Like he's just not very long, so guys can kind of pass over him, shoot over him. Like he plays with his hands up, which helps, but he's not really like making an impact there necessarily at only six two, and does play strong from time to time. But like not really like this super physical guy who's pressuring a lot. So like you said, like doesn't really stand out on ball in in any one way. There's one thing I was trying to think of uh, as well. Let's see. Um, I'll come back to it. You can you can talk about start talking about the off ball stuff because I agree that that's. He stands out a lot more there.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, well, the, They're like, uh, uh, kind of thing is really, like, uh, trying to hit the passing lanes, a lot of traps, kind of forcing guys because, uh, again, they don't have a lot of size, so they'll really, like, uh, if you're trying to drive or, like, you throw it in the post, they kind of do the... Uh, almost the backline thing uh, of, like, completely, like, surrounding the guy and, like, uh, you know, giving really a lot of help and then just kind of hoping for their speed to be able to recover. And Robinson does a lot of that, so a lot of gambling from him. You'll see a lot of, you know, kind of uh, unconventional, almost traps and, uh, you know, uh, over-rotations to the inside. Uh, Like you said, because of the size, not always super effective uh, as much as you'd like as far as contesting or – you know, rebounding at times uh, is problematic for him when he ends up switching on a big guy or something like that. He'll uh, give up some putbacks and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, uh, also if it's a good, really good passing team, they could kind of, uh, you know, expose uh, that, uh, you know, aggressive style of rotating over and uh, really uh, trying to pack the paint and, uh, you know, find shooters open. Even though he's fairly quick getting out to shooters, you know, they still could give up, you know, the ball is always going to be faster than the guy. So, um yeah, well, uh, just, uh, kind of, uh, I've, I've kind of liked what I saw from him this year as far as being active and, uh, you know, uh, making some impressive, uh, reads as far as anticipation defensively, getting the passing lanes and, uh, creating deflections and, uh, you know, his steal rate is very good, I'm sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think in that sense he's pretty solid, but definitely some gambles and, uh, you know, uh, over kind of risky and aggressive, uh, Uh, mistakes where he'll give up some open shots as well. But overall, I think he's made some definitely big strides, and uh, that's actually worth noting throughout his career. Uh, You know, obviously, like you talked about, he's very young for a senior, Uh, and uh, throughout his career, every season has made uh, pretty big developments to his game, and uh, that's definitely something that has me a little bit more hopeful about him than uh, maybe other prospects, even in his age group.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look just statistically from his junior to senior year, and there's not a ton of difference, but I think uh, you watch him and you definitely see kind of a, a more mature player. And I think the defensive end is definitely where that improvement stands out. Uh, the, the thing I was going to say is he, I think you brought up a little bit with the rebounding It's like, he doesn't finish plays sometimes like he's, he's very much kind of a ball watcher on the glass. And part of that uh, could be like, you know, leaving him back so he can leak out and go run and transition and stuff like that. But uh, he doesn't quite play with the same energy on the glass that you see him when he's out there, like going for steals. But like you said, uh, the anticipation is good, getting him passing lanes, using his hands well. Um, so I think I think he covered most of it, but again, like the lack of size in, is going to be fairly limiting, but he is he is quick getting it back out the shoes. Do you have anything else you want to touch on on the defensive end?
0: Oh, yeah, just, uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, like his aggressiveness and physicality. So I think he'll be above like uh, above average for size, I guess, but mm-hmm. overall in the NBA, I would say he'd, like you said, he'd probably still be likely a negative just at his size and uh Yeah. Uh, not the lead athlete or anything like that, or like elite uh, anticipation. Like it's good, but it's not like 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 ninety-five percent plus or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I do think it's gonna be a drawback to some extent. So uh, the offense is gonna be really great, and I'm just trying to figure out like, like he is like we talked about he has been developing, but like, what do you think is his pathway to becoming like a real starter in the NBA?
1: I think it has to be just like Amazing the real the real skill. Sc- Skill game, the pull-up shooting, uh, just getting the volume up on that because I do think that the, it's there. And so, like some of the shooting flashes, like I watched the Syracuse game leading up to this, and he had I think like nine or ten threes in that game. Like he was, he just looked unstoppable versus their zone, and not just him shooting, but some of the passes he was making just absolutely destroyed their zone in terms of the decisions he was making, the his shot making. Obviously, you know that's he's not gonna be playing his own defenses in the NBA, but. Uh, just like that, that confidence level that he played with, you kind of want to see that all the time from him in terms of just trying to take over games and using that skill level. Because I, I don't, you don't really see that a lot from him. But I do think that if he were to up that volume as a pull up shooter and really like jack that up, become a high end pull up guy, and play with like a little bit more swagger and confidence, you could see him uh, maybe turning into a starter type. But I think like like we talked about, I mean, he's probably more of like a, a high end backup type because he has that you know the legit shooting and passing ability. Um, at you know six two with solid athleticism, you don't like. It seems like it would be common, but it really isn't as common as you would think. But again, uh, also has like the the smarts on defense, the motor. Um, but I think that what you have to see is like increasing the pull volume, cutting out some of the turnovers. But again, like young for senior, age of most juniors uh, meets that physical threshold and has the skills. So I think, I mean, honestly, I think I would take him. Maybe in the early second, probably more mid-second, just because of the the whole backup point guard value thing. But I do I do really like him, and I do think that there is you know a sliver of a chance of him becoming a starter, even if it's you know unlikely. It's more of like a low end type. I do think that he's he's a backup point guard who can play for you and give you some real value, and again has some some low key upside just because he's, he's young.
0: Yeah, I started the season thinking that uh, he was born in 95 because I did some bad research where I, uh, I thought he was born in 95, so I didn't really super focus on him through the first part of the season. By the time I found out his actual age and I started to scout him, he, of course, got injured. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely will, would hope that he comes back this year and I want to watch him more because, uh, yeah, I, I agreed with you on one hand, but then I still kind of uh, – I'm hesitant to buy in that he'll be more than just like an alright backup guy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been games where I watched Virginia Tech and, you know, uh, I thought that Robinson was kind of the driver of their success and their best player as opposed to Alexander Walker. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely had some good moments and if he could, like you said, really increase that volume on the pull-ups and, uh, show the ability to, uh, you know, create in between, uh, the basket and the three-point line as well. I do I do think uh, some of his finishing ability and kind of ability to get to, into the lane is going to suffer once he gets to the NBA. So that's kind of concerned with him. But uh, yeah, definitely interesting to think about. I would probably still take Johnson over him at this point, but I, again, I want to see more Robinson.
1: Yeah, it's really close between a lot of the guys that we're, we've talked about last time and then we're talking about today. So we'll talk about all that at the end when we rank these guys, but uh, him, him and Johnson is definitely an interesting debate along with, a lot of the other guys we talked about so i'm sure we'll have uh, plenty to talk about there but uh we can move on next to dean wade at kansas state so wade 610 uh, forward uh, from kansas state senior 225 pounds going to be 22.6 at the draft has had some like been nicked up a little bit this year kind of been in and out of the lineup uh, missing some time but has sort of gotten back into the groove recently i think was like questionable for the Kansas game ended up playing but uh, yeah he's he's kind of had like these minor injuries that are kind of annoying kind of keeping him out of the games but starting with the scouting report on offense I think the big thing with him is just a uh, coordination and fluidity for his size uh, which helps him as a driver and a lot of like the the mid post creation type stuff which is really where he lives uh, sort of in the mid-range using his size to shoot over the tops so of guys uh, Some nice mid-range pull-up ability as well even though some some pick and pops where he'll just go to the mid-range, but he has that range out to the three-point line too. I do think he's a little bit too comfortable in the mid-range because he sometimes will lack confidence going to the rim where he doesn't really seem like he has the the physicality to try to finish there. And he'll pass up some looks from three at times, which is really annoying because he he has the shooting ability. I think I I buy into him as a shooter, but he's just really passive shooting the three ball. Um, In recent games, I think he's shown a little bit more confidence uh, shooting from out there, which is good to see. And again, I, I like his shot mechanically i believe in the touch especially at his size uh, the touch is solid overall for him but i i just don't he doesn't play with enough aggression and i think that uh, that's kind of a theme throughout his game and that's kind of what makes me a little bit lower on him but i do think that if we're just talking like scoring tools uh, the shooting ability the touch the coordination um some of the handling moves that he has to get to his shot shoot over the top all that's pretty interesting
0: yeah, yeah. He, uh, his go-to move is kind of like take two dribbles. Uh, a lot of times he'll go left because, you know, guys are trying to take away his right and then, uh, you know, uh, turn back, kind of uh, pivot uh, backwards and uh, fade away. He loves that uh, fade uh, off the dribble. Uh, 37.8% on jump shots of the dribble, I believe. On um, Yes, 37.8%. 14 out of 37, so that's okay. But, uh, yeah, definitely not the type of shot you want to see him taking consistently. At the same time, definitely in the NBA, you know, his role is going to be different. Obviously, uh, the pull-up will be somewhat part of his game, but I think it will be less like ISO – Or, you know, facing up out of the post type situations and more, you know, uh, pick and pops, you know, um, short rolls type of stuff, where if, uh, uh, you know, the opposing team leaves them open in that area, he could kind of take a little pull up. And I think, you know, obviously be less contested, uh, you know, if uh, the other team is trapping and they're playing kind of four and three situation or whatever. Uh, So, um yeah, in that sense, I kind of trust that he a little bit of a flat arc on the shot, but overall, I definitely agree with everything you said about his jumper and uh, well, be, him being more aggressive. Also, about his, uh, he's a very good passer. Uh, I guess you want to talk about the scoring first, but uh, yeah, I'll just mention real quick that uh, he, uh, he's a, he's a very good passer, like out of the post and like off the dribble, like creating with the ball in his hands for teammates. So, like if there's a double, he could find an uh, open guy. Uh, his uh, you know, setting guys up out of the post as a passer. Numbers in the synergy are very, very good, and, uh, you know, you could see that on tape as well. You know, find, uh, making the right pass to the weak side, uh, you know, attacking the kind of the trap and, uh, you know, uh, getting the defense to, like sucking the defense into the paint and uh, then kicking it out, finding guys. And you uh, you could see him even getting more assist if he's had, uh, you know, somewhat better shooting around him. I mean, Sneed and uh, Stokes are solid enough shooters, but, you know, Uh, They're now uh, amazing shooters, really. So, um, you know, uh, definitely a very good passer in that sense. But I do wonder, like, can he be more kind of a ball mover and link in the chain? The ball does stick to his hands at times a little Mm -hmm. bit too long. And uh, uh, like you said, the aggression, like just being allergic to the area around the rim, really on both ends uh, is kind of a problem for him. And, uh, you know, being like indecisive at times and kind of taking his time trying to figure out... uh, I wouldn't say he's slow processing, like a uh, Chimura or something like that, but at the same time, he's kind of just, I feel like he's more indecisive, uh, and, uh, you know, kind of lacks confidence at times. I feel like the injury last year has really hurt him. Uh, he's come in with, uh, I'm worried about, uh, perhaps some like mental issues with him, uh, this year because, uh, really kind of regressed from last year. I feel like, uh, so definitely issues with that, uh, like kind of the comparison with Dragon Bender uh, comes into play there. So, um, yeah, some some questions, but, uh, you know, just that overall skill set, I'm a huge fan of, of a guy who's, you know, bigger, can uh, shoot, dribble, pass, uh, you know, really kind of move well and uh, stuff like that. So I'm a pretty big Wade fan, and I'm still uh, kind of optimistic that he's going to be able to get back to the level he was at as a junior and maybe even make some, uh, you know um, – incremental improvements to his game, but uh, yeah, definitely some concerns with his mentality.
1: Yeah, I mean, coming into the season, we both had him as a as a first-round guy, based on his play last year, and I think it was definitely warranted with the skill set he showed, but he's, like you said, he's kind of just regressed, really just lacks physicality, and I, I agree with what you said about the passing. Um, he's more just, like, focused on not making mistakes. Like, he, he makes he makes the right play, and he sees the floor well, um, especially using his size over the top, uh, to go over the tops so of guys, a lot of times, teams don't have the size to match up with him uh, if he's playing at the four so he'll be able to pass over and shoot over the guys that he's playing against which is good to see but i i think his handle uh he kind of dribbles with his eyes down at times so he doesn't see the floor as well uh, but definitely has that like ability to put the ball on the floor and just good feel for the game but like you said I, I, it's like it's not like he's like making these quick decisions like he's not gonna be like i don't know if he's like this high level link in a chain necessarily but He he does like he rarely makes mistakes, which is good. It's just like I don't know. It's like this aversion to trying to do anything spectacular and more of just like I'm going to be here and fill my role and not mess up more than I'm going to go and make make some great plays. So um, that's like that's like the concern. I think the mentality question coming back from the injury is like uh, a huge one for me. And I've kind of knocked him down a lot lower because of that. Um, You want to move on to the defense, though?
0: yeah yeah I think that's definitely all fair and uh yeah what what's going
1: yeah so on ball, I do think he he slides pretty well for his size as a six ten guy um you can maybe see him defending wings with the way he moves, doesn't get like really low necessarily in his stance, but uh does move well, just more of like an upright type of guy naturally with the way he's built um his strength is lacking though, especially with he just doesn't doesn't play physical at all um it's hard to see him like guarding up against bigger guys like he's not really like this. He's definitely much more of like a combo forward type than a combo big type. He's not like going to guard up against centers or like up against, uh, like against guards. He kind of struggles to stay in front too. Like he can slide with some wings, but he's not that quick where it's like you see him switching out of guards or anything and he's got some limitations in terms of length. So near the rim, you can see that being an issue for him, especially on switches against bigs. Uh, length is big for like bigger guys keeping guards in front if they're slower too. And he doesn't have that. So it's kind of a struggle for him to stay in front of guards. But uh, I do think, like, he slides well, he moves well, he's fluid for his size. He's 6'10", but uh, the lack of physicality is is a major issue for him.
0: Yeah, I think he contains well, and he'll be able to uh, mostly uh, execute his role, like, as far as uh, perimeter defense at the next level. But that's really the concern is the interior defense. And, uh, yeah, like, being a rim protector has been a problem for him. And uh, going back to the offense real quick, I kind of touched on him being kind of a Uh, averse to uh, you know finishing inside but that's also a little bit of a question for him uh, you know as far as you know playing that role as a pick and roll pick and pop guy like uh, he's not really a threat at the basket and uh, you know there's been some finishes where like this year where he's tried to uh, finish at the rim and kind of uh, you know blew some easy layups just due to lack of physicality and the you know vertical explosiveness and stuff like that and uh, yeah guys are able to finish over him inside as well with uh, at um, um, on the defensive end as well so um Yeah, that's uh, kind of making me as I'm talking right now just uh, doubt his upside a little bit because obviously, like Draymond Green is the classic kind of uh, you know uh, uh, high-end playmaking, for example, for a lot of these guys, similar to the way you know we're talking about like Isaiah Roby and the McDaniel's and guys like that as well. Uh, But uh, yeah, the. Where, uh, where Green really brings a lot of value is being an amazing interior defender and his length as a run protector and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, like, Wade, I think, could execute kind of his uh, role as a perimeter defender, but then on the interior, I think he could have a lot of issues, and I think that could really limit his uh, upside uh, more than I am kind of I kind of uh, came in thinking about it. Like, uh, as I think about it more, it kind of uh, makes me question uh, him uh, in that sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, transitioning to, to the off-ball... Like on offense, you know, his, his feels good. He kind of knows where to be, but he's just too passive. Um, his his limitations in terms of strength and length, uh, like we've talked about, hurt him on switches against bigs. He can get into his body or shoot over the top. Um, doesn't play a physical brand um, near the rim. Doesn't really, like, make an effort to contest a lot of the time. I mean, his stock numbers have been really bad this season. They've completely fallen off uh, from where they were last year. Last year was at a 3.1 block percentage, 2.8 steal percentage, is down 2 and 1.5 this season basically cutting both of those in half um so i I do think that the the lack of physicality really hurts him off the ball because he's not this threat to uh, protect the rim from the weak side whereas last year you saw him sinking down for some blocks uh doing a better job of like playing with some more energy this year it's really just kind of tentative and more just i'm gonna fill my role and do do this i mean i think he's shown a little bit in passing lanes like he definitely like reacts quickly and has like just like a good feel for the game overall, but the, the lack of aggression and strength and physicality just is really kind of a holding him back there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And well, yeah, just worry about paint defense. I think, uh, uh, in case he hasn't been clear, I always kind of bring it up. But to me, like paint defense is by far the most important thing defensively is, uh you know, being a great paint defender. Maybe not by far, but it's. I think it's the most important part of defense, even for, like, smaller guys, but uh, let alone somebody like Wade. And, uh, you know, there's been statistical studies that show not to go off track too much, but, uh, you know, like, defense has a very, very small um amount of impact on jump shots and especially three point shots like really you could take away attempts but as far as percentages it's uh arguable that there's any impact at all i think there is some but uh all like very little between like the uh, best and worst defense it's all like comes down to just uh you know uh, it's a make or miss league as they say uh but in the paint is where you could really make an impact contesting shots and stuff like that and that's kind of where wade struggles a lot and so that's really a concern uh, for me, uh, as I, again, I'm uh, thinking about him more uh, as far as projecting him forward. Uh, that kind of becomes a big question.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I think just going into his game overall, like if if it hasn't been clear as we've been talking about him, I think that the the overall lack of aggression, lack of physicality, it places a major damper on the value that he brings in terms of like the the tools and skills that he has. You know, his size, his coordination, his skill level. Um, like if he really buys in and plays like he did last season, he has the potential to be this. You know. Useful big wing type, uh, good feel for the game. Smart shoots. You know, if he can really develop his strength level, play more physically, uh, become a more confident shooter from outside. But he's really just too content to fade out of games. Has never really developed that volume from three point range that he needs to provide offensive value. And again, like for me right now, I don't, I don't even know. I don't honestly don't know if I would draft him. Like he's he's kind of outside that range for me. Um, you know, if he, he closes the season strongly. Like with the, the prior that we've seen what, what he looks like when he's playing well, I could de- easily get him back into that range because we know what he can do when he looks good. But I've just been really disappointed with the continued lack of aggression um, and kind of his passivity on both ends. And it's hard to see how he's going to really make an impact at the next level if he's not going to be uh, playing hard, actively looking for his shot and like doing the little things uh, with aggression and urgency.
0: Well, I will say to his uh, kind of defense is uh, in the past, we've had guys like Chris Middleton or uh, Wesley Matthews, I believe Jimmy Bowers as well, but not 100% sure, Who've uh, kind of had a really strong junior season and uh regressed somewhat as seniors uh and uh you know obviously uh, uh at that time uh, their value kind of dropped a bit uh because mm-hmm. of their uh you know senior season but uh they ended up uh playing much more to the upside this showed as junior so uh yeah i do kind of uh am uh, somewhat uh, optimistic about Wade being able to hopefully uh you know get back to the heights he reached as a junior so uh you know I mean, you're looking at somebody who's like a mid-second round pick or something like that. Uh, You know, it's not like if he doesn't, if it doesn't work out, you're not missing out on a bunch. So I'd rather, you know, again, go for the upside play, as uh, I I tend to say in these uh, situations. So, uh, yeah, I I, I would be more optimistic about his junior season. And I would even say that uh, uh, before the draft, I'll probably try to go back and watch some of his games from his junior season and uh, scout him from that perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean, coming into the year, we we both loved him. I think... You might have even had him top twenty. I had him borderline top twenty, like uh, safely in the first round, though. And then I was really excited for his his season this year. And it just he's just kind of been a different player, and it it's kind of sad to see that the, the confidence has gone away. But definitely hope he can get back to that. And the points about you know guys like Middleton are, are a good one because you look at Middleton, uh, his sophomore season was a lot better, and then had the the injury shortened uh, senior season. And uh, same thing with Robert Covington, who had a super strong junior season. And then ended up having kind of a, a struggle his senior year. Obviously went undrafted, even though he never should have gone undrafted uh, based on all the information that was available pre-draft. And you know both those guys ended up being huge steals. So uh, that's definitely a possibility for Wade. It's just that you know you have to weigh in uh, if your team you bring this guy in to talk to him. You have to see you know what drives him. What can he get back to the level he was at? And that's kind of the big question.
0: Yeah, definitely his uh, kind of interview process will be interesting.
1: Yeah, um, we can go on next to Xavier Sneed, another player from Kansas State, a uh, junior. Uh, so one of the I think one of the only uh, underclassmen that we're going to talk about today. Uh, junior wing, six five, two hundred ten pounds, six uh, nine wingspan is what's been reported. Honestly, it looks even longer than that to me. Watching yeah. him, like his length, uh, absolutely pops off the screen. Um, going to be twenty one point five at the time of the draft. So offensively, uh, scoring, he's. Pretty limited here. I mean, the primary input for him is the shooting. He does get off a lot of shots, and you know it has pretty solid mechanics. Keeping his elbow in, getting the ball out quickly, uh, finishing high. Like he, a lot of like these guys with really long arms, kind of have a trouble like tucking in all their arms on their shot, just because there's like it's hard to like get a compact shot when your arms are so long. But he does a pretty good job of that. Like making sure it's a compact shot. It doesn't take super long for him to get it out. Um, runs off movement a lot for K State. Has uh, shown the ability to put up a shot fake, escape, dribble, rise for a pull up. Uh, but his, his free-throw shooting's kind of been bad this year, and his three-point results have never been at like, a super high level, so that is kind of a question for him is you know, how good of a shooter is he, um, but he, he does get off a lot of shots, which provides value. And then he's a really good athlete as a cutter, you know, uses his length well for finishes near the rim, but outside of that, uh, he seems to lack finishing touch in terms of finishing below the rim, uh, really struggles to create much for himself, so uh, scoring-wise, he's just going to have to hit shots at a high level.
0: Yeah, I mean, 241 uh, uh, no dribble jumper uh, spot-up attempts in the last two seasons combined, by far the highest out of all the players we've done so far. Uh, you know, has that high release, kind of able to get it off. But just a 53% effective field goal percentage. And, uh, you know, just his overall three-point percentage, you talked about the free-throw percentage as well. Like, considering that all his shots pretty much are, you know, set feet, catch-and-shoot spot-ups, you know, that percentage is not that impressive because, you know, other guys who have that sort of three-point percentage are taking a lot of more pull-ups or, you know, off-screen type of shots, but he's all taking only pretty much taking these, you know, feet-set type of shots. So, yeah, definitely his shooting uh, despite the large number of attempts and makes and a decent percentage, I think there's more questions to it than uh, you would think maybe. Um, but, uh, and then obviously the rest of his offensive game is uh, very limited to kind of being like a straight line guy. Uh, he is a very good athlete. I think, uh, you know, mm-hmm. off could really explode and, uh, you know, be, play above the rim, but uh, you know, just the lack of any handle or like uh, any type of uh, like fluidity with the ball in his hands, uh, you know, uh, not, dynamic at all with the ball really and uh, you know limited like the best he could do if you run him off the three point line is like maybe like a one dribble pull up or like a really ugly like straight line drive uh, and who knows what even the result there will be so uh, yeah definitely a pretty limited offensive player but uh, you know the defensive end is you know where his strengths are really
1: yeah definitely Um, I mean we don't need to touch on it much like we kind of talked about overall like the playmaking wise you know he's a smart player he doesn't like necessarily force stuff or make bad decisions but the handle's really limited. He doesn't hardly create anything for himself. He's basically just uh, kind of a totally off-ball offensive player.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, he'll do some athletic, like, putbacks or, like, run outs transitions. But, yeah, mostly just uh, feet set and uh, get off that uh, catch-and-shoot shot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but defensively, like you said, this is where the, the strengths really lie. Really good on ball. Like, the length pops so much go- when he's guarding. Um, excellent, excellent application to that length. Uh, really strong as well. Uh Polar has a term that I like. He calls it chest bump defense. Um Sneed's really good there, like keeping his arms up and like bumping guys with his chest, but not giving up ground. Um high motor defending on the ball as well. Uh really slides well, can absorb blows from bigger guys. And I do think he has that switchability upside thanks to the, the high end length and the strength, despite you know not having the elite measurables, only being like a six five guy. Um the length is just so huge for him. He really uses it well and he really fights through screens thanks to the physicality and the length you can see him being really effective in like a lock and trail defense because of that, that sort of size that he has like tracking guys through screens. So, um, him, him and Barry Brown, like, you know, similar style defenders, despite being different sizes, we'll talk about Barry Brown in a bit, but both those guys, so physical, uh, such good technique on the ball, a really high motor. And Snead really stands out there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like super high intensity, super physical. Uh, yeah. Like you said, all has, uh, all the kind of energy and activity and focus you, uh, you'd like to see from him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just a great, a great on-ball defender. Uh, I think uh, – do you want to get into the off ball stuff? Uh,
1: you, you can start with that if you want to.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, I don't know, like, what the – I've long thought about, like, a term for this. So, like, I'll just call it, like, line-to-line defense, like, just from the three-point line to the paint just on the weak side and, uh, you know, making the right reads there, tagging the roll man, getting back to the three-point line. Just his activity and ability to make uh, reads is uh, – you know, uh, uh, anticipation in the passing lanes and uh, uh, getting deflections, but at the same time still covering uh, ground, uh, getting out to the three-point line and, you know, being uh, fairly uh, smart about his gambles. I remember before the season we both kind of criticized his off-ball uh, defense, and I think, uh, you know, maybe we underestimated it somewhat, but uh, I think mm-hmm. in previous years there was definitely some concerns about uh him uh you know not being the smartest uh team defender and kind of making some uh poor gambles and poor decisions but uh this year he's really tightened that up and kind of uh, you know just through experience I'm sure watching film uh, whatever it may be uh he's uh, done a much better job uh kind of making reads as a uh, defender and uh really just uh, that uh you know playing that uh weak side uh role as on the base uh, on the baseline from uh three line to the paint he's really really good and really effective uh, with his length and athleticism and uh uh, you know, uh, IQ and stuff. So uh, I think that's like kind of like his biggest strength as a player overall. And I think that, I think it's very uh, important and useful uh, one as well. Uh, but uh, you know, with the, some of his other limitations, there's definitely concerns. But in this sense, uh, he's uh, probably one of the better players in college basketball.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that, uh, especially, you combine those instincts with the length and athleticism that he has uh, yeah, in terms sure. of, like you said, playing that that weak side line to line defense. Um, like high level rotations blows up some plays um like a couple of times it popped out to me where like uh, a big man would get you know wade or mowing sealed and they'd throw the entry pass and he'd get to that entry pass and like pick it off which is like a really high level play to make from the weak side you really love to see that um high motor off the ball again like rec- works to recover when he's initially beat and has that athleticism to rise for blocks from behind on the weak side uh hasn't blocked a ton of shots this year but uh, I definitely think he like he has a capability to do so with his tools and uh, the instincts built. I think I agree like he's reeled in some of that gambling, his rotation, his off-ball defense has been really, really good this year, and uh, like talking about like a guy like Johnson where he doesn't really have the tools to capitalize on you know being a smart rot- rotationally, like Sneed has those tools, he has the length, he has the athleticism to be really good there, and it he he's become much more of a defensive playmaker, even if the stocks don't necessarily bear it out for him. I, I do really think he's he's done a great job off the ball this year.
0: Yeah, he's really like you said. Like he's improved uh, as far as uh, only doing the good ones. You know what I mean? Like he'll maybe the steals are the same, but he doesn't have all those mistakes where he didn't get the steal and gave up a wide open three or a layup or something like that. Uh, so yeah, and uh, you know that's also beared out in Kansas State being like I think like a top three or four defense in the nation or something yeah. like that. Uh, um, so uh, you know they don't really like Mavian is not a great like rim protector. He's like a solid continuing pick-and-roll guy, and, we know, we talked about him Wade, So, you know, it's really Snead and Brown who are kind yeah. of the the focal points of that defense and just uh, their mobility. And, again, they're kind of similar to Virginia Tech, but even, like, turned up that to, you know, 100 or whatever, uh, you know, just the intense, super-fast defense, constantly covering ground all over the floor. Uh, you know, uh, I like this one thing they do often is uh, when a team, like, kind of runs a play where a guy will – uh, run into the paint and kind of do nothing there. You know, maybe go around the screen and then uh, run out to the corner. Uh, the defender that's supposed to chase that guy around for no reason will just stay at the free throw line and kind of uh, let him do his thing while uh, he's running around in the paint doing nothing. And will kind of you know shut down the passing lane or kind of uh, ju- jump into the driving gap or whatever. So uh, yeah, very aggressive defense uh, consistently in the last couple of years. Uh, one of the top teams as far as steal percentage. Uh, and, uh, yeah, again, Sneed is a big part of that. I do think there's some concerns as far as just his size. Uh, how, like, I think he might be even, like, six, four and a half in shoes, probably six, five in shoes, but, you know, even with the length, uh, you know, guys, uh, bigger guys are able to finish over him. You know, you, we, ideally he would be, like, six, seven and be able to play small ball four, but, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's in the cards for him, to be honest, and that's kind of, like, a drawback defensively. Like you said, the block rate isn't great. Uh, you know, he uses his length well. He's strong and tough, and he tries, but, uh, you know, ultimately the lack of height kind of a drawback limiting to being more of a, you know, wing uh, guard defender as opposed to, you know, going up positions and being able to switch on bigger guys more.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think just uh, overall, like, excellent defender for his size, uh, but that's kind of like the the caveat is he's he's 6'5 instead of 6'7, and that's kind of the thing that limits him a little bit. Uh, But I do think his his excellent length and strength do give him a chance when he's defending up against those guys, um, especially, you know, if he could get to, like, like 230 235 in terms of size just being like a, a really like big strong guy uh, but to continue to have that athleticism and uh, obviously the length like that that could help him guard up um, obviously really limited offensively he's going to have to hit shots at a high level to be worthy of playing in the nba but uh, his defense does have the potential to be legitimately good so uh, probably doesn't come out this year um i would doubt it just because he doesn't really have like much hype right now like even if he did come out i he might not even get drafted. He maybe go late second. So hopefully next season will be interesting to see him in a higher usage role uh, with Brown and Stokes and Wade all graduating. It'll kind of be he and Jada's team, and then some of the the younger guards that they have and Ma coming back. But he would definitely you know probably take on some more usage. So it'd be interesting to see how he responds to that. But you know if he did come out, I'd consider him in that late second round range. Uh, you know you compare him to a guy like Admiral Schofield. Um, I think that Schofield doesn't really have anything that really stands out as being useful in the NBA. Um, Sneed, not the same level of offensive player that Schofield is right now, but Sneed's defense, I think, is definitely better than Schofield. has a higher potential to be useful in the NBA. So if that shot making does end up working out for Sneed, he's he's the type of guy who could actually be a player. Whereas it's kind of hard to see where a guy like Schofield actually becomes a an, an NBA guy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm still like, just Sneed is just so limited outside the mm-hmm. defense. It's hard for me to really. Uh, like would like take him on to a team you know there's a lot of great great defensive players out there you know uh, Jamari Wheeler is an excellent defensive player you know obviously he's even more limited than the Sneed mm-hmm. offensively but I'm just saying like it's you know I'm just not sure what how Sneed would be able to really do anything I guess he's he could shoot I, those I think two case but. is
1: just like the, the wing defense because like a guy like Wheeler like six one, there's only only so much value you can provide at that size whereas Sneed uh, you get a wing who can defend in his shots. Like, the te- teams are looking for guys like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, sure. There's the, the – the, I mean, I was just thinking of a random guy. I mean, I'm sure there's uh, great wing defenders as well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, do you want to go to Barry Brown? I actually prefer Brown to Snead because I think he really? actually has offensive skill. Yeah, and I think he's a better defender than Snead. Uh, like, he's uh, – all the things that we talked about with Sneed, he has as well. And I think he's even more effective, especially on ball. I think he's probably like uh as far as guard defense, probably the best on-ball defender in the nation. Like, it could probably be like between him and maybe Trey Jones. But, you know, Jones maybe has more upside there because he's younger. But uh, right now, I'd probably take Brown as far as on-ball defense. Uh, just his ability to, um, you know, uh, stand up and squat quickly. Like, just uh, mm-hmm. sit down in the stance and stand up, get around screens, uh, you know, make turns. The way he recovers, I've never seen uh, anybody, uh, like, once Devin Dotson gets a step on you, like, you know, it's done. But, like, he actually got back in front and, like, stripped him one of the plays uh so uh, yeah just that ability is extremely impressive his reflexes are insane like his ability like some of the uh you know anticipation plays he makes in the passing lanes uh you know uh creating deflections and uh you know uh, getting his hands like are just uh, you know absolutely next level so i think he's even more, despite you know having a little bit less size than sneed and not quite as strong maybe a. uh uh, physically like he doesn't have the wide frame it's not as uh, build uh, muscle wise but uh, you know I think overall his instincts and reflexes and uh, you know some of his uh, agility and the fluidity is even the higher much higher level than Snead. and uh, I think he's uh, even better defender than Snead overall and uh, more valuable to Kansas State And uh uh, down the road, even, uh, I think, uh, despite his, uh, you know, again, the size, uh, I, I do think he'll be able to guard some two guards and, uh, you know, just as a team defender covering ground, I think he'll make an impact. And then on the offensive end, uh, uh, his shooting numbers aren't great, but if you look at his spot up numbers, uh, again, 135 attempts in the last two years and, uh, he's actually at 53% uh, 53.2, I believe, effective field goal percentage, so that's not too bad. That's better than Sneed, obviously on less attempts, but 135 is not bad. It's like a solid number of attempts like similar to like a Terrence Davis. No, no, it's Will Davis, but it's like similar to a Pascal or somebody like that, so you know, uh, he, I think he could play like as an off-ball kind of guard role, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't want to like uh, do his entire uh, scatter profile, but I thought I touched on his defense first uh, in uh, comparison with Sneed.
1: Yeah, I mean, it might make sense just to go with the defense first for him because he's definitely a defense first prospect. So I think he did cover a lot of it. But, yeah, the technique on the ball is just amazing. Like how he sits down, uh, uses his length, plays with his hands up all the time, like really, really gets in his stance um, and maintains a wide base. Mirrors well, applies his length. Um, just like Sneed, you know, uses that strength well in the chest bump defense. Um, good off ball, tracking guys through screens, lock and trail. Um, super strong for his size. Like you said, one of the best guard defenders in the entire country. Um, fights through screens with his length and motor just like uh, you, you covered it mostly just a total pest gives guys trouble and should continue to do that at the next level if he gives gets an opportunity to play and you know off ball i think he gambles a little bit like uh he'll he'll jump a lot on closeouts or cheat on screens at times but just in general uh very good and i'll I'll take the gambling with you know the plays that he makes you know really high motor uh stays attached to guys rotates on a string um and i think should be able to play up on switches thanks to his length and strength level. Um, just like about as almost as good as you can get in terms of like a defensive player for his size just overall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like, he's seriously like incredible. He like, he would be one of the better, I wouldn't say he would be the best, but one of the better NBA even defenders, I think his size possibly. I mean, obviously the offense is a huge drawback uh, at the NBA level, but uh, I don't think it's as bad. I think he's uh, more versatile and uh, more would be more effective than uh, Sneed is. So that kind of, I know he's a year older, so that's another kind of uh a uh, pause for Sneed, but um You know, I just think I believe in Brown's offense a lot more. Like, uh, he's shooting 45% effective field goal percentage on pull-ups this year. And, uh, you know, definitely don't expect him to have a lot of pull-ups in the NBA, but just the fact that he has that capability, at least, you know, always has been good at getting to the rim. I think, like, I'm not uh, polar here, but, uh, you know, I just know when girls do squats, they're trying to get, like, uh, fat ass and thick thighs. (laughs) So, like, how good at squatting he is, and, like, just for going from kind of getting low and sitting to – uh, going st- uh, straight up and, you know, begin running and stuff like that. Uh, how fast and uh, uh, like capable he is in that particular movement uh, type and, uh, you know, of kind of moving his hips around, you know, obviously on the defensive end we talked about, but on the offensive end also allows him to get uh, to the basket a lot. I think he has a really great, like, quad, I guess, like uh, um, um, mid-court, mid-body type uh, uh, physical uh, profile. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely uh fairly high on Brown, like relative to consensus. Uh I, I always liked him as a player, just uh his uh defensive ability and uh you know, he has some offense at least uh in comparison to Sneed.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, like he can get to the rim uh pretty quick, has some pretty good explosion uh using that kinda like muscle base that he has in his lower body and really strong and using the length well once he gets there for some finishes and will explode for dunks in the half court sometimes. Um not like crazy explosive but definitely has uh like some explosiveness and you touch on it. I think the pull-up game is all right, but um, the results like have never been there at a high level as a jump shooter. And uh, the shots kind of overly outward kind of a low set point. So mechanically, I don't really buy in a ton. Um, that That's kind of like the big question for me, because uh, if we're talking about like his playmaking ability, I'm pretty disappointed there. Honestly, he's not definitely not a point guard. His handle is really just kind of underdeveloped for a guy who has like that uh, kind of, doesn't really have like the necessary like size or shooting to be like an off ball guy at the NBA level. Um just the handle really leaves me underwhelmed and he's really kind of struggles to anticipate the defense at times uh in terms of passing. Like he'll show the ability to find the open man on driving kicks, but um I don't know. Like he his handle like kind of lacking in terms of uh creative self-creation and uh just the the passing anticipation and ability to read the defense. I don't think it's there very much. So it's mostly just like straight line driving, kicking out the shooters and you know, solid shooting when he's open, but it's just I don't I don't know that he's ever gonna be like a high enough level shooter uh, to make it as a six three guy. It's just so hard to do that being a six three guy who's not a point guard. And again, the defense is amazing, and I think that um, he he has a chance. It's just that um, he he really really has to shoot at a high level, and I I'm not confident in him doing that.
0: Well, I mean, he, like I said, he does have a lower number of attempts considerably, but he has a decent number of attempts in uh, you know in the uh, in the context of everybody, and, uh, compared to sneet he has a lower number, but uh, his effective field goal percentage in spot ups was actually a little bit higher. And obviously, his numbers overall are lower because uh, you know he takes a lot more pull ups. But uh, his pull up shooting numbers this year are uh, pretty solid. 45% effective field goal percentage is pretty good in the college level, especially. Uh, and you know he has a high volume there, obviously. And uh, you know uh, the, what I will agree on is definitely the passing and the playmaking is a big concern. His technical passing is absolutely terrible at times. Like mm-hmm. some of the like. The accuracy is absolutely lacking throws at a guy's feet you know throws away passes all the time like you said the decision making isn't great either so really that's kind of like where i would uh, hope like if i was drafting him like that maybe he could develop further in that. He's definitely older, so there is some question, but, uh, you know, if he could, uh, get to be good enough to just, uh, you know, execute the offense and, you know, throw it into your, you know, Ben Simmons or James Harden or whoever is the guy, uh, you know, the kind of the primary initiator next to, next to him would be in that role and kind of be like a 3D and D point guard. That would be like kind of his upside role to me. But uh, yeah, I definitely agree on the you know as far as the playmaking is really uh, his big downfall uh, offensively and uh, really a concern for him. But uh, I think his shooting is a little bit better than uh, you know his percentages indicate because of uh, his uh, you know uh, uh, shooting uh, kind of uh, what is it called like breakdown or whatever like the, how many pull ups he takes and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I just can't I just can't really get behind it mechanically, and that's that's kind of the question. Although the, the the shooting breakdown numbers are interesting, I hadn't really looked at that, but. Uh, again, I just think he's he's probably too limited offensively for the NBA. Like those those types of guys just don't really seem to get chances, even if it it might be worth like giving him a look. Um, if you if you can't provide enough value offensively as a six three guy, it's just so hard uh, to make it. I mean, even like a you know Anthony Melton, I think has more there in terms of, like decision making, point guard ability. And he barely, almost like he was he freefall in the draft last year, despite being a clearly really high end defensive prospect and everything like that, but uh brown like defense is legitimately good and he'll find somewhere he can play where he can be valuable um again like if he really works on the shot without the pre-draft process it's possible that you know he could end up on a two-way or something like that but uh, more likely he's going to end up in the adriatic league or uh leb gold or something like that where his athletic advantages are going to help him more as a slasher he'll be able to get to the rim a lot and he's just gonna you know be one of the best defensive players in that entire league the the moment he gets in there especially with his athletic advantages
0: yeah, he'd definitely be a great, uh, like uh, Greek league, like a Nikola. Uh Greek league is a uh, is a uh, place where there's a lot of great defensive uh, perimeter players as well. So uh, I think he would fit very well there. That's a good point. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, you're right that he probably won't get uh, as much of a chance as I would like, probably. But uh, you know, uh, we're, I'm ranking players how I would, you know, look at the, with them and uh, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, obviously but uh it has some to do with how much of a chance they'll get but you know for the most part i'm just looking at it from my you know own evaluation and stuff like that but yeah uh yeah i think i take brown slightly over sneak but um yeah uh yeah that's all i got <laughs> uh
1: yeah we can uh we can go into cody martin next up we got both the martin twins cody is uh do you know which one's older I don't I don't remember. One of them's older, obviously. The uh, I don't out. know. <laughs> um,
0: <Cody? laughs> that's that's who you're gonna rate higher. <laughs> He's, yeah, yeah. The 10 minute. He's ten yeah. minutes older, so I don't yeah. know about his potential. <laughs>
1: um, Cody <laughs> plays more point guard for Nevada, just kinda of the plays point guard for them this year with Lindsey Drew out, Jazz Johnson, um more of like a off ball type. So Cody's kind of initiating the offense for them a lot. Redshirt Sr. obviously started out first two years at NC State. 6'6", uh, six, six, 205 pounds, 6'10", and a quarter wingspan, eight, six and a half standing reach, going to be 23.7 on draft night, turns 24 in September. So definitely one of the older guys in this class. Um, with Cody, uh, just strength for him on offense. I mean, just comfortable with the ball in his hands and really like has a, a tight handle, the strength. like Not just the guy who's nominally playing point guard. Like, I do think he actually has uh, some point guard skills with his, his shiftiness, uh, craft to get downhill, good decision maker. Uh, takes care of the ball i really like his craft as a passer too uh some impressive one-handed passing ability uh, some skill placing the ball over the top and uh i guess i'm getting into playmaking a little bit too much but uh just in terms of scoring like uh, i think obviously he can get downhill uh, at the college level using his strength like not like an insane athlete but i think a pretty good athlete um but i think the, the jump shots definitely the big question for him in the mid-range i do think he's pretty comfortable he shoots kind of a softball from there really comfortable pulling up in that like, 18-foot range, using his, his size to pull up over defenders, and it flashed it a little bit from three, but from three, it seems like much more deliberate. He's much less comfortable on those. Like It's, it's not a, like, as easy of a shot for him. Like He would rather pull up inside the line. Um, it's good to see like at least the confidence to pull up. Like You've seen a couple times where defenders will go under on him, and he'll pull up. Um, like I said, underrated open-court athlete, good explosion, especially once he builds up ahead of steam. Uh, it helps him as a finisher near the rim, but Uh, again like the a lot's going to come back to the jump shot with him and throughout his career he's kind of struggled with results doesn't have much volume from three although he he has made big strides in terms of a free throw percentage this year and has finally started to shoot more threes so you can tell he's making progress and i I do like uh the pull-up but especially in the mid-range but that's like the giant question for him is like it's the three-point shooting
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, he kind of has like a backpack jumper like Draymond. Like everybody talks about Draymond's uh, thing. That's a, uh, Cody kind of shoots like that too, especially from three-point line, like you said. Uh, I think even in the mid-range at times, he'll kind of uh, look a little, a little bit Dean wade and decisive uh at times, you know, he's definitely more comfortable taking all the way to the rim or even preferably, uh, you know, he likes to find teammates, uh, very unselfish. You know, that's often the case with brothers, uh, we've, uh, we've seen, uh, that, uh, you know, one of the guys will be like a more talented, like a high volume scorer and the other guy is kind of better at setting guys up and, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, passing the ball and stuff like that, kind of playing, uh, uh, you know, the four game more. And, uh, you know, uh, we've seen with Jante and uh, Mike Porter, of course, uh, and, uh, you know, a few other guys, Evan and say Mobile as well. Uh, but, yeah, um, yeah, I think uh, you kind of got it all. I mean, uh, both of them, I was going to say we should cover, like, the things that they both have in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't repeat it. So, uh, yeah, like the, the, the thing they both kind of do uh, pretty well is like open four, yeah. uh, you know, guys that size, uh, you don't, you, you don't have a lot of guys particularly, you know, like a West who are like six six, you know, with a good strong frame and are fast with the ball in transition and kind of have that ability to, uh, change, uh, direction rapidly while, you know, in the open four, you know, uh, 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 kind of a, have these uh, long strides once they pick up the ball and stuff like that, uh, you know, sidesteps and stuff like that. Not super explosive at the rim, but, you know, enough uh, at their size, again, uh, in uh, transition particularly or, like, straight line drives. And uh, both of them even have some pretty good handle and uh, ability to create off yeah. the dribble stuff like that, but uh, not super quick twitch or not, like, great first step, step in the half court, excuse me. Uh, And then on the defensive end, again, uh, just uh, especially in the Mountain West with their, you know, combination of physical profile and athleticism, they are just uh, very versatile defenders. And, uh, you know, I think Cody is uh, more impressive in this sense. uh, But uh, I I guess I'll hold off on the defense. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the things they have in common. But then otherwise, on the offensive end in particular, they're very much different uh, and I think Cody's biggest strength, again, come as kind of a playmaker for others, a uh, decision maker, a very, very good assist to turnover ratio, um, yeah. and, uh, knows how to run a pick and roll, pretty much just played point guard for them throughout the season when they threw yeah. out. So, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of his big strength and, uh, uh, one of the things that kind of makes me a fan of Cody. And, uh, you know, uh, we talked about how Cody may have kind of a weird, uh, jump shot, but, uh, his free throw percentage is better than, uh, Caleb's, I believe, last time I checked, at least this year. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, his jump shot maybe is a little bit weird, but Caleb's jump shot is really fucking weird. So, (laughs) you know, there's even some argument to be made that, uh, you know, to a more off-ball role, perhaps Cody could have, uh, you know, uh, a little bit more of a pathway to becoming a shooter. If he's ever able to shoot threes, you know, just uh, his mechanics being more functional in the off-ball setting.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I, you touched on a lot of it, but like the craft and vision that he, he shows as a passer, like it's it's legit point guard stuff. It's not just like a guy nominally but running point guard. Like he really takes care of the ball. Well, uh, plays with craft. I do think his handle might not be good enough to necessarily be like an NBA point guard. Like it's not like he has an yeah. insane handle, but, um, the passing craft passing over the top of the vision, all that's there. Uh, you see Reeds, like Nevada doesn't necessarily run a ton of pick and roll. So it's, it's not like he gets an opportunity to do that a ton, but, um, just like the way he plays overall is he's just like shows a good feel for the game. Good passing overall. Um, We can go on the defense for Cody, though. Um, I think the the big thing for him is just the the instincts and the the physical profile. Like you said, in the Mountain West, you don't have a lot of guys with that type of size and measurables and versatility. Um, Pretty active on the ball. Really good hands, um, good feet and physicality sliding. Um, Comparing him to Caleb, I definitely think he plays with more urgency, both on and off the ball. Um, High motor chasing shooters through screens and locking trail. uh, Uses his anticipation and length really well. Jumps the passing lanes for steal sometimes. Um, going to the off ball a little bit, just reads the floor quickly as a help defender. Can make an Im- impact as a weak side rim protector. Uh, you know the stock numbers throughout his career have been good and just overall like the size and strength, the versatility. Um, doesn't have like high end like necessarily like true like big wing size, but you know six six, six ten and a half wingspan, six ten and a quarter wingspan, a and a half standing reach. Like that's that's legit NBA measurables, especially with being a really good athlete. So. Uh, I, I buy into him on defense just with the, the strengths that he has, even though he, he kind of lacks like the, the top end athleticism or quickness uh, at times.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I'm uh, biased. D like uh, watching these games, like uh, his and uh, Caleb Martin's uh, like steals and blocks are relatively similar to this year, but uh, it felt like Cody Martin had like a lot more like deflections mm-hmm. and just uh, creating events and stuff like that. You know, the way they, um, uh, uh, Mark steals and blocks in the box score. sometimes weird, you know, sometimes the, like, in my opinion, the wrong guy gets credit uh, for that. So, uh, you know, it's to some extent, uh, I definitely think he's even more impactful uh, than his steel blocks. Some um, he showed this season. Uh, Like you said, uh, you know, a lot of uh, traps and, uh, like, up and rolls and stuff like that where he'll have to rotate on the weak side. And, uh, you know, they do a lot of switching. Obviously, they're a team that, uh, you know, there's uh, him, Thurman, Caroline, uh, all similarly sized guys. They do play, you know, Porter or Josh Johnson, like a smaller or bigger guy at times. But, uh, you know, a lot of switching and uh, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he often will have to play the role of, like, a rim protector, like last line of defense. And, uh, you know, he definitely gambles a bit. But, uh, you know, I like uh, when guys gamble on defense to some extent uh i think that's how you really bring defensive value and he's done a really good job job of that and i was really yeah. impressed with him uh uh in that sense and then again the willingness to be physical and uh you know um combined with uh, some pretty good agility and uh, you know uh decent enough quickness for his size and stuff like that i think could uh, probably guard like two two uh twos and threes for sure but even like some uh you know uh less uh really not the really strong force but you know more like mobile or like uh uh stretch four types uh, in the NBA and stuff like that so some switchability uh for him definitely and uh combined with the team d instincts i'm definitely a kind of a fan for him uh, of him on that end uh uh where i think caleb is a solid defender too but uh like you talked about uh not not quite the urgency and like motor and intensity intensity on that level kind of more focused on being uh uh, square and stuff, but uh, yeah, we'll get to Caleb. But
1: yeah, yeah, just tying everything up on Cody uh, again. It's going to come back to his jump shot, especially the progression from three point range. Um, I'm buying in a little bit just with the the pull up comfort from mid range, but he's going to have to extend it out to the NBA three point line. And you know, it's fair to question whether he's going to do that. You kind of talked about the jump shot with the backpack number a little bit. He doesn't get great bend, so you wonder. You know, can he? Does he have the ability to extend that shot out to NBA range consistently? Especially being you know 23 and still having. A lot of work to do jump shot wise but again like the positional size as a combo guard the cerebral two-way play nba level physical profile plays both ends of the floor you know even if he's not hitting like three pointers at a high level i do think that you know he has a chance to develop into like a a rotation guy if he's comfortable shooting in the mid-range and uh you know he'll keep defenses honest and his passing the defensive versatility that's going to be valuable and you know he's a guy i'd draft in the second round um probably more like in the the mid to latter half just being older and having the jump shooting questions, but I I do buy into like the, his potential to contribute to winning with the cerebral play and size and versatility on both ends.
0: Yeah. I think he's below the first group of guys we talked about, but like mm-hmm. uh, him and Barry Brown, I think are kind of close. Whereas like, uh, Brown, I would hope that his, uh, you know, decision making and kind of playmaking develops to, uh, to, you know, some extent, uh, with Martin. You know, I would hope for the jump shot. You probably would say that the jump shot is more likely to develop, but then again, uh, Martin is a year older than Brown. So I think it's uh, kind of similar between the two. Like, uh, it's, it kind of depends, uh, where you're looking. I guess more teams would probably want to wing. So maybe, uh, would lean Cody in that sense. Uh, so, yeah, I think that they're kind of like in that similar range uh, right now, probably towards the bottom of my top 100 or something like that, or, you know, maybe even fringe top 100 type guys. But, uh, you know, if guys decide to come back and stuff like that and uh, not enter or whatever, you know, they'll probably be towards the end of the second round for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can see that. Uh, we can go on to Caleb. We've touched on him a little bit, but definitely has some some differences to Cody, especially in terms of offensive style. Very much like a, a shot creator type. But a uh, really impressive athlete. I think that he's even, like, ahead of Cody athletically. Like, in the open floor, his athleticism, like, really pops. And, like, the first yeah. step that he shows, especially against, like, Mountain West competition, like, he can really blow by guys easily. Um, handle for him, like, it's kind of underrated compared to a lot of, like, these, like, wing creator types. Like, we'll talk about Chris Wilkes later. Uh, most of these guys are, like, a Vic Law or a uh, Charlie Brown or someone like that. Like, they don't, most of those guys don't have, like, the advanced level of handle that Martin has. And, you know, he has some really nice moves to get defend- defenders off balance, uh, like some in-and-out dribbles. Like he had this one in one of the games I watched, like an in-and-out dribble with his left that was really nice to get downhill to the rim, um, showing some touch on floaters, um, has the athletic tools to get to the rim. Uh, the problem with him is just the the shot mechanics. Like he's, he's hit shots and he gets off a lot of shots. But, man, like th- those – it's like the ugliest shot in the country. Maybe Like he brings the ball totally across his face, uh, kicks his legs way out. Like he's trying to draw a foul every time. Um, but like at a certain point, like he's, he gets them off. Like he takes a high volume, he hits him at a respectable rate. He makes a ton of unassisted threes too. So it's like, you just kind of let it go because like at a certain point he's been making these and it's his shot, like it, it's what works for him, but it's like, it looks terrible. And you have to question whether it's going to translate or not and all that. But at a certain point, like it's been working for him. So it's like a conundrum for me, like trying to project that shot. But, uh, yeah. What else, what else do you have on him for like just scoring him?
0: Yeah, just the, like, he, like, scissor kicks, and, like, you'll take yeah. a pair of scissors and, like, a freaking, like, a long-ass wind up. I don't know how he doesn't get it blocked a lot more than he even does now, and, you know, obviously, he has some really, really ugly misses where he, like, five feet away from the rim, like, is not even close, uh, you know, despite the percentages, you know, I mean, I, in, the, in the long term, it doesn't matter as long as you're hitting a certain percentage how bad you miss, but, you know, it's... Kind of a little bit of concern, uh, you know, with his age and stuff too. Uh was not going to say? Oh, yeah, the way he gets off his shot a lot of times, is he'll do a lot of like weirdly timed plays because, again, those shot mechanics with the long ass wind up, like he needs time to get it off. So he'll kind of like, you know, usually you'll get out, you'll come off the pick and roll and you take a dribble. And uh, to be, a, a, you know, in rhythm when you're going into your pull up, there's a certain timing that you take your pull up in. Mm-hmm. But uh, he'll kind of pump fake during that timing and, uh, you know, the defender will go up in the air as they're getting back around the pick and, uh, uh you know, he'll just go up because his uh, jump shot is so freaking weird and mistimed and out of rhythm already. It doesn't really matter for him. So, like, he just, like, that's how, like, he'll get off with, like, crafty moves like that. But uh, I don't necessarily agree, like, on his first step. I don't think he's that quick. Like, even, like, he does have that really nice handle for his size, uh, but he's not always able to really create separation against guys. And, uh, you know, the times get stuck. What I think his athleticism shows, again, in the open floor, I definitely agree he looks really quick at times. And then uh, in the half court, like, he could, uh, he's pretty good at, like, uh, kind of uh, getting skinny, like I call, like, slides, being slides, like, uh, you know, uh, having these uh, kind of – uh, long strides and uh getting through tight gaps in the driving lanes. But at the same time he also uh while he's capable of doing that, his uh you know, from an IQ standpoint, like a fuel standpoint, uh he doesn't have the best, uh, recognition of driving lanes and he'll often drive into a crowd, uh, you know, get called for charges, kind of, uh, get stripped a lot and, uh, or he like kind of gets stuck and really like throw up a really ugly, like fade away or something like that. So, uh, he has some issues with that. So, uh, yeah, definitely I don't really see most of his off, uh, on ball stuff uh, really translating to the NBA mm-hmm. outside of like really periphery, you know, like go to dribble or a straight line drive, uh, type stuff. Uh but um you know it's really the question how that ugly-ass jump shot uh, translates to catch-and-shoot situations. Uh, I, I mean, I looked up on Synergy for him just like everybody else, and it's actually been pretty solid. Uh, out of everybody so far, he has the second-best effective field goal percentage uh, outside of Cameron Johnson on catch-and-shoot, no dribble, jumper. Uh, a little bit lower of a volume. His volume is similar to Barry Brown because, I mean, they both have that role where they you know they do a lot of pull-up stuff. But, uh, you know, it's still a decent enough volume that, you, you know, over 130 or 40 attempts, 148 attempts if I remember right uh, over the last two years. Uh, and, uh, you know, around 58% of fixed field goal percentage, again, pretty good, like, uh, definitely well above average. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so far it's worked for him. So yeah, I, I do question some of the decision-making and, uh, kind of shot selection for him and wonder how he's going to exactly translate all of that to an off-ball role. But if he is capable of doing that and, uh, kind of, uh, turning up the intensity on the defensive end more, uh, Uh, like, we kind of talked about him in comparison to Cody, but maybe in the, you know, lower usage role, he'll be a little bit more of a high-intensity, high-motor defender, you know. Uh, I think there's some upside for him. I definitely like Cody a lot more, like, watching them on film, but uh, thinking from, like, uh, archetype, uh, you know, translatable standpoint, you would definitely think Caleb is the guy that translates better, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I probably still take Cody, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, the the perception that Caleb is just, like, like, it's not like they're polar opposites, like, Caleb is comfortable running pick and rolls. His handle's good. Um, has a pull-up game when guys go under and makes some smart passes. Uh, like, it's not like he's just like this pure shot creator who can't pass. Like, I do think he has some passing abilities, just that the field's not on the same level that it is with Cody. And, um, yeah, like, mostly a score-first guy, but does does make some passes. And then uh, you kind of talked about it on defense, but uh, he does slide pretty well on the ball when he gets in a stance. And, like, the athletic tools do allow him to make some big plays on the defensive end. I, his shot blocking really stands out um in terms especially in terms of recovery uh, when he gets beat initially show some anticipation off the ball but uh I, I am kind of disappointed with his like he gets out of his stance too often uh kind of gets caught up right and offensive players will blow by him and just as we talked about like not the same level of urgency um and a, a bit limited size wise last year the combine he came in at with an eight five and a half standing reach which strangely enough is an inch shorter than his twin brother uh don't know how that happened could have been a measurement issue but uh i don't know like it's it's just a like, he can be fine defensively. I just don't see, like, uh, him ever, like, reaching a really high level there um, just with the the lack of, like, top-end size or instincts or athleticism or anything and already being 23. So, um, do you have anything else, like, on his defense or just him overall before we, like, wrap him up?
0: Yeah, no, I'm just, like, thinking out loud while, wow, like, we're doing this exactly how I'm ranking these guys. So, yeah, I would, like, uh, definitely I would still give Cody the edge because of, like, his feel – and instincts for the game and stuff like that. That's, you know, again, to me, that's the most important thing overall. So, uh, yeah, despite some of the stuff like Caleb may be able to do as a shooter that would, you know, maybe uh, help him fit in better uh, to a lot of teams. Uh, I would probably still go for Cody because of his superior kind of IQ and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I think that's about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we've kind of covered it. Um, just wrapping it up with Caleb, like very talented scorer with his college level, projectable size and athleticism, you know, solid feel for the game, but, I just think the the lack of like clear cut NBA skills and you know questionable shooting mechanics the reliance on shot making um you know you, you kind of have to like you're kind of adding it up there but you, there's kind of a lot that you're a lot that you're relying on going right for him even to kind of be like a rotation level guy and like the I like you know the the upsides there like you said but it's just not to a high enough level where it's like oh maybe he he buys it on defense more and then his shot starts to work and then he makes better decisions and like all this stuff like with with cody i feel like it's just like the the shot translates well enough and you have a guy who's going to play for you whereas with caleb it's like there's a little bit more that kind of has to go right so uh, it's not like a huge difference between the two for me but i I definitely think cody's like clear cut ahead as a prospect
0: yeah yeah i think cody is again probably kind of a late second type in this draft and uh but caleb would probably be undrafted but you could probably sign him if he doesn't get drafted since you know he'd probably want to play with his brother again
1: yeah yeah um we can go on now to uh Chris Wilkes to kick off the the u c l a guys that we're gonna cover so another sort of similar to caleb like a primarily a shot maker type I do think his numbers are or he's better than his numbers kind of make him out to be as a shooter uh, pretty quick in terms of getting getting shots off catch and release um has done some stuff off movement this year as well even some some nice pull up and step back game uh the mechanics aren't perfect though his elbow does come out some doesn't really get great knee bend, but he does get the ball out quickly. You know, it's easy to see the shot functionality shooting over the top at his size. Uh, I should get the. the you didn't say his, his name. One. Chris Wilkes.
0: Yeah, I don't think you said Chris Wilkes. Yeah.
1: Okay, my bad. Um, Chris Wilkes, wing. Yeah. yeah. UCLA sophomore, six seven and a half, uh, 215 pounds, six ten and a quarter wingspan, eight seven and a half standing reach. Going to be twenty point eight on draft night. So again, not a guarantee that he comes out, but uh, sort of with the the turbulence that. Uh, UCLA this year and Steve Alford getting fired and you know some of these guys are already kind of looking to the NBA like Wilkes was at the uh, Wilkes and Hans were both at the combine last year uh, you can kind of easily imagine both of them entering so we figured we'd cover them and just because like they're not like super high end prospects so we don't really need to like dwell on them in the future or anything but uh, like I said like the shot making is sort of the, the thing for him uh, he's uses his size pretty well and his frames getting better uh, to use his size to his advantage in the post or on drive sometimes but not really that explosive or athletic, and pretty slow. I think honestly, uh, short strides. But does have that size uh, to shoot over the top, which helps. But um, plays stronger than he looks. He's still kind of like skinny-ish, but is he's starting to play stronger. Just that kind of lacks explosiveness or quickness, and so he really has to rely on the shot making as a scorer. Hello. Huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just looked. I didn't
1: have time to look him up before, but uh, he has 81. Uh, hey, uh, can you, here, right? you can you speak up
0: louder? It's like quiet right now. Oh, sorry. I think I put my finger on the thing. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't have time to look up both years, but just this year, he has 81 uh, catch and shoot no dribble jumper, 53.1%. So, actually, similar number to uh, uh, Barry Brown in that uh, particular um, uh, play type. Uh, he does have. Uh, 32 field goal attempts at basket out of spot up, which is very high and uh, he's shooting 18 out of 32. Pretty good. So uh, in that sense, he's pretty good, I guess, uh, look. Kind of, uh, attacking off dribble against closeouts and, uh, that sort of thing. Like you said, I don't think he's like a great athlete by any means, but he is like pretty fluid and, uh, uh, you know, uh, he has some, uh, pr- pretty nice, like, for work, uh, you know, sidestep stuff where he'll, uh, you know, if you get there too early or, uh, kind of try to set up for a charge, he could kind of, uh, get around you and, or, like, give you a little euro step or even, uh, I think I've seen some okay, like, spins from him too as well. Um, not with the dribble, just already would pick you know, uh, after he picks up the ball already. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, definitely not very explosive, uh, like off one foot and half quarter or anything, and uh, not very strong as uh, as well. Like often, uh, you know, against contact would really lose body control in the air and uh, kind of throw up some wild uh, misses uh, and stuff like that as well. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like overall, like, do you what's his NB? I don't think he has, like, really a single, like, I don't like to say, like, skills because that's kind of arbitrary. You can't really, mm-hmm. like, template what exactly his skill is, but like in Wilkes' case, like does he have a single NBA skill? I think he's a below average at pretty much everything. Like he's not like horrible at anything, I guess. But uh, like uh, even for like a high major starter at uh, you know his you know size or whatever position range, I don't think he's really above average at anything. Maybe off ball movement, like he's pretty good. Like uh, you know uh, cutting, like running around, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of a. Putting himself in position out ball to kind of score and stuff like that uh, he's pretty solid at it, but i'm not i'm i don't place a lot of value on that especially for you know perimeter players so yeah i'm you know on both ends not not even just offense you know on the defensive end as well like he doesn't yeah. really have anything that you would want him on an NBA team right now
1: yeah i mean it's i suppose it's a shot making, but it's like he doesn't do it at a efficient or high enough degree to where it's actually valuable like he can pull up and make some shots, but it's not it's not in a valuable way. Like he's not adding value by doing that, and I think he's kind of the classic example of this this type of guy. Just uh, this kind of applies to defense and touches on him as an overall point is that he has the measurables and people get excited about that, but they're not really applied functionally in any way. So it doesn't really matter that he's six eight instead of six six because he doesn't really play like he's six eight. Like he, there's, I guess he shoots over the top some, which helps him like using his size to shoot over guys, but it's it's really just like. There's, like you said, like there's not a lot there in terms of NBA skills. Like we can go into the playmaking. Um, like his handle's decent. He can go at guys in a straight line, but doesn't really have like super advanced moves and really kind of lacks feel as a passer. Um, forces some bad yeah. shots. Um, again, like can create his own shot, but doesn't, I don't really see him doing that at a high level at the NBA level. Um, hasn't really run much pick and roll in what I've seen. Maybe he could get there. But again, like he's, his feels average is sp- passing is unspectacular. It's just like what, what are you looking for him to do on offense at the NBA level? There's nothing that really stands out.
0: Yeah, his vision, I think, is pretty bad from what I've seen. And I have uh, remember one play stands out where there was, uh, I think it was maybe Alasenski, I don't remember, one of the UCLA bigs was kind of open in the post and Wilkes swung it. To the, like, hands back at the top of the key, and then he looks and he sees that uh, Riley's, like, or whoever was one of the bigs was wide open right there, and he's like, oh, crap, and he's like, give me the ball back so I could get it to him. Obviously, by the time that all happened, you know, the defense recovered. So, but, yeah, like, that's kind of just indicative of generally him. Like, his passing vision is not very good and kind of uh, tends to get tunnel vision a lot and, uh, you know, not, you know, he's not like a guy that I don't think his turnover numbers are probably really high or anything like that, but uh, definitely – poor passer, and, uh, you know, uh, for me, if I was building a team, I definitely prefer guys that could, you know, move the ball and have some capability as, uh, you know, playmakers. I think that's a very important skill to have for perimeter players in particular. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, as far as weaknesses, that would be like a pretty uh, big weakness for him on the offensive end. Uh, and then uh, defensively, just uh, his lack of intensity and uh, UCLA this year in general is, uh, is kind of uh,
1: oh, so given likely. up as a
0: team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they've just, uh, you know, they're not really giving it all out there and that's concerning in the general standpoint, uh, for all of them in their future. But, uh, you know, for Wilkes, um, you know, uh, again, like Cameron Johnson, kind of like, he may not make like any really horrible mistakes or anything, but he's just kind of out there and, uh, you know, not really doing anything. And, uh, his synergy defensive numbers on ball are pretty bad. Actually. I, I checked uh, a few days ago and, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, we'll kind of see that as well. And uh, they in the games I watched, they actually played a lot of zones. So uh, I'll take yeah. that back. But, um, uh, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, his defense is definitely uh, not something I would look as having a lot of upside or anything.
1: Yeah, under Bartow, I think they've transitioned to a lot more zone. Early in the season, though, um, you did see some on ball. And like his length, like he's fairly long. Like, what is it? Like 6'10 and a quarter wingspan. Like, that's all right. But he applies it pretty well. Kind of similar to Cam Johnson. But uh, again, like I don't, By him sliding much like his drop step is terrible. Like we talked about, an offense just not really like a quick twitch guy. um Not real like (laughs) kind of like you said, he's just kind of out there. Like he'll he'll do he'll do some stuff like maybe make like a solid job sliding with a guy, but there's nothing where you're like, oh, this guy is going to defend wings at the NBA level at a at a high level. Like um and then off the ball again, like no doesn't show a high level feel. Doesn't really play with a high motor um doesn't like his rebound numbers are like really bad this year actually for a guy his size uh 4.4 4 offensive rebound percentage 11.2 defensive rebound percentage um and like the, the motor is just not there from him uh doesn't react very quickly it, like in one of the games i watched playing in the zone it seemed like he wasn't making quick reactions in the zone uh, again like he's not like this total disaster but there's not like a lot of reason for optimism in the nba and that's like the thing with him in general is like He's got this this physical profile again. Everyone wants these six eight wings, especially when they can make shots. But it, like when you're not doing that at a high level and you're not contributing really anything else there, like especially when like a guy like him is not really like an athlete, when that's like one of the things that I don't understand is like he gets credit as an athlete a lot of the time, and that's he's got to be one of the most overrated prospects in the country. Like I I had a tweet earlier today about Ashton Hagen's got named like one of the five fastest point guards in the country by NCAA.com. and I was just like like what are people watching where they think Ashton Hagens is a, a top five fast point guard or Chris Wilkes is this, this elite athlete. Like these guys are, they're fine. It's just like, I don't, I don't understand like where, where you're seeing that from. Like, again, like Wilkes, there's just nothing that he really does. Like maybe you could convince me to maybe draft him in the late second if he came out. But again, like I would not get excited about doing that. Like he's, he just really needs to you know get to a high level as a shot maker, improve his handle or uh, vastly improve his feel for the game. And it's just like, Again, like there's not like he can maybe get you some cheap buckets, but again, like there's not, he's not efficient at that. There's nothing, again, like like I said, just like the classic prospect who's overvalued because of the size, despite the size not really like making a functional difference in his game.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, uh, I wouldn't draft him, honestly. Just uh, after seeing UCLA and how they've really just given up, I think him yes. and Hans have both been kind of the big reasons kind of behind that like not to blame it all on them but like they've kind of you know they're the two leaders of this team and they're you know they played a lot of minutes and uh both of them you could see that they're just really focused on the offensive end and on their own kind of numbers and stuff like that in the way they've played this year and uh yeah like there's one play against Oregon in the recent game if you guys want to go back and watch that but uh uh they're like uh Wilkes is in the uh zone and uh he kind of sees Wooden right open under the basket and starts to rotate over to him, but he's just so, like, slow and not caring. And, uh, you know, if he did, like, uh, try to, like, sprint over, like, really move toward him, I'm sure he could have uh, maybe even got the steal there. Uh, you know, at the very least, make a good contest. But he just kind of, like, slowly walks over them, like, slowly turns. And, you know, it's just, like, representative of his overall effort on Z. And I, I think he would not only not bring value, I would... Say at the NBA level, he would be a negative defender. Uh, obviously, as a you know rookie, but even going forward, I'm very skeptical mm-hmm. of him, considering his uh, you know lack of kind of uh, you know competitiveness and motor and stuff this year. I'm um, I'm definitely like out on Wilkes at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm there too. He, I don't think I had him in my last top 100. Even like just there's just like nothing to get you excited about him. And kind of the similar story with Jalen Hands uh, going into him. I do think that there is like at least some reason for hope with hands, but the problem is he's a point guard and there are just so many of those. Um, like the scoring game, although it's inconsistent, you know, the pull-up three flashes uh, from well out to NBA range, like obviously in the Oregon game, I'm sure you saw that. Uh, that's what's intriguing with yeah. him is just that ability to hit really deep pull-up threes. Um, and the shot does seem projectable despite some fairly like, not like bad results, but just like kind of mediocre, like you know, like mid-30s three-point percentage, uh, mid-70s free throw percentage. Like it's fine. It's not like... This super high-level shooter, though, um, kind of brings the ball across his face a little bit, like not perfect mechanics or anything, but again, like very quick getting from his dribble into his pull-up and has that NBA range. This year, I do think he's added strength as a driver, which allows him to get into skinny guards' bodies, take them into the basket. Um, Not super fast in the half-court, but in transition can build up some speed. Uh, But in the half-court, kind of underwhelming in terms of explosion. uh, Struggles to generate separation um, against better defenders. He's kind of probably gonna have a tough time breaking the defense down, but. Uh, It's mostly the pull-up with him, although I I am impressed by him getting stronger this year.
0: Yeah, like, he's he's kind of, like, fucks up the game for everybody because, like, his assists are, like, guys like him is the reason box plus minus doesn't really give a lot of credence to assists. Uh-huh. It's because of guys like that who just, like, handle the ball and wait, uh, you know, like, over dribble and wait until they can pass to a guy who's going to shoot it for sure, you know? Yeah. Just, like, create, like, these fake assist opportunities. But, uh, I mean, like, he has the decent vision, but, uh, you know, I don't think his playmaking is conducive to a winning style of basketball. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, yeah, like... Um, Yeah, like the pull-up game is fairly impressive for a younger guy. That's like his one strength at this point to me. But you know, I came in pretty high on hands out of high school. But uh, yeah, he's just been really disappointing with his development as far as IQ and stuff. And part of that to blame is uh, Alfred. Honestly, the coaching staff uh, hasn't done a great job with him or both. And you know, they've been fired, obviously. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think uh, honestly deservedly so. Like not to like I don't uh, not to call for anybody's job or anything like that. But you know, I, I I don't think Alfred had done a great job at UCLA to that point and uh, you know but uh, at the same time you know Hans is uh, also part of that obviously being himself so uh, yeah it's just hard for me to just draft somebody just because they are like kind of young and can shoot pull up threes like okay I and, guess yeah, like yeah. why not draft Anton Davis or something
1: yeah I mean like like you said he's improved as a passer this season he's gone from being like the combo guard guy he was last year but it, like you said it's not like winning it's not like he's making these high-level reads it's just like oh he's finding open shooters and driving kicks I do think he does, like, a, a reasonable job in transition, pushing ahead. I, I give him some credit there. Um, and has, like, some passing craft in terms of, like, some one-handed skips. But, again, like, it's not – like, his assist-to-turner ratio and the assist percentage definitely overstate uh, the passing, like, level that he is. It's just, like I, – I don't see, like, NBA-level passing with him. And then uh, we can go to the defense real quick with him just because there's not a lot to talk about there. But, you know, decent physical dimensions, six, two and a half with a 6'5 a wingspan – I should get the other info on him too. He's uh gonna be 20.4 at the time of the draft, 8-2 standing reach, uh, 6-2 and three quarters, uh, 6-5 and a half wingspan, actually. So, like, you know, decent dimensions for a point guard, but not anything like game-changing. Doesn't really like play like physical style, like, doesn't really fight for inches, not like super impressive in terms of quickness, uh, off ball. Like, his skills have been fine this year, but I mean, like, I don't have many notes on his off ball D. It's just like there's no reason to believe that he's going to stand out on defense and with already like lacking any like high end skills on offense. It's like, okay, like what, what are you really getting here with this guy? It's just like, he's young and he can shoot pull up threes and he was a high recruit. Um, he has like decent size, but it's like, there's not, there's, there's nothing here where it's like, Oh, this guy's going to be a player.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's, let's finish up here. I mean, we don't want to keep going about these. Uh, you know, Moses Brown is uh, – I, I actually kind of like Brown relatively. I know he gets like a lot of like – I remember Marcus Bolden as a freshman got really killed, and he's kind of developed and turned into, you know, maybe he'll get a two-way or something. Uh, so, yeah, I think Moses Brown has some of that kind of like because he's so awkward and he's just tall and doesn't really do much right now. People kind of like – make fun of him a little bit and stuff like that. You know, maybe the worst touch in the nation, like he misses like point blank layups. Oh yeah. It's terrible.
1: It's terrible. Yeah.
0: Like, who. He's so tall. He's a great bear, and he misses like way up. So it's like, yeah, the touch is insanely bad. But I do think just with his, uh, you know, fluidity and size combination, it is kind of rare. And uh you know, yeah. in the modern NBA, uh, you know, you always want mobility in your bigs. Obviously, you know, a lot of the taller guys like that kind of struggle in the modern NBA. But I think Moses, maybe if uh, you know things go right and he develops in the right way. Uh, you know, could uh, be able to uh, fit in the modern NBA despite his kind of size. You know, he's not particularly quick, to wait or explosive or anything. But you know, he moves fairly well. He's, uh, you know, he's kind of awkward because he's young and tall, but he's fairly coordinated, like in a like in a natural way. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. kind of, uh, yeah, he could. Like I kind of believe in him being able to move his feet some and. uh you know uh, if again if it develops in the right way i think there's some pretty intriguing defensive upside there but the problem is where he's at at ucla the way they've given up as a team uh the situation mm-hmm. with their coaching staff who knows what's happening there it's like really like questionable like if it's the best way for his development and if his uh which way his development is really going to go and how they're going to look to develop him are they going to just focus more on his post game and his offensive game and uh that uh, so forth you know the Pac-12 uh you know traditionally not known as a conference of great defenders of course we have Matisse Tybio this year uh over here on the west coast but uh usually you know uh more of an offensive oriented style of basketball so there's some concerns there but uh you know at least he has some defensive upside so I'm not like totally against Moses Brown like maybe some people would say he's not close to an NBA prospect I think he has some NBA upside but um Yeah, uh, you know, just uh, would have to – a lot of things would have to go right, but uh, there's some intrigue there.
1: Yeah, he's just not a guy I would, like, touch right now if he came out, just because there's so many bigs, and you have to do so much work with him. I mean, like, even if you think he can play defensively, like he's a complete liability on offense because, like you said, no touch, and the other team would be better served just fouling him every time because he's a 36% free throw shooter, and he has, like, this famously ugly shot. He has, like, what – like 7 or 8 assists all season. Like he's not like zero gives you zero as a passer. Just like there's he's so limited right now. I mean, obviously he's big and he's coordinating and he can dunk, but it's just there's so much work that has to be done and there's so many centers that you can get who can play that I would much rather just not have to like deal with the headache of saying like, "Okay, we have to do all the development time with this guy. Just tell him to stay in college and see what he looks like in, you know, in a year, or two or three, rather than like he's just not a guy I would want to have to deal with the undertaking of trying to develop him. And like right now, if he come out came out, I probably don't even know if I would give him a two-way just because like there's so much work that has to be done. And even then, I don't think the payoff is like you get this really impactful player. If he, everything goes right and he pans out.
0: I think he could be uh, pretty impactful defensively like uh yeah offensively like you said he would have to improve some to some extent and I don't think he'll ever be like a good offensive player but uh in certain situations I think he could be pretty impactful like uh kind of uh I don't want to like go too high but like uh just first first name that comes to mind is like a poor man's like gobert type but uh, you know obviously that's a very very upside outcome but uh uh yeah, that that's kind of uh, uh like I think there's some upside to that. But uh yeah, I mean ultimately I wouldn't definitely wouldn't draft him right now and uh yeah, I think he's gonna go back to school and I do worry again about how he's gonna develop mm-hmm. uh in UCLA. So uh yeah, uh well you uh, that's uh, that's about it. What Emma and you want to talk about more. But uh do, uh, do you have uh where do you want
1: to go? Do you wanna talk about Chris Smith or can we just skip him and go to ranking these guys? I really don't think we need to talk about Chris Smith.
0: Yeah, I mean Chris Smith, who's a six eight, could dribble a little bit and he's kind of young well Low. he is young for a sophomore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. Well maybe come back like he got buzzed before the season last year. I mean it's just he's so raw and he's not really like the level of athlete that you'd want to bet on in a raw guy and then it's like the the jump shot's still a long way away. Like we don't we don't have to talk about him much. It's just that he's he's another guy who is on UCLA. Um, and we'll probably be on UCLA going forward. So uh, worth mentioning at least. But yeah, we we can go to ranking these guys now. Um, so what we'll do first is rank the guys here and then put them in context of the guys we did last time. Cause what we're going to try to do is build out like a whole board as we do all of these episodes talking about these guys. So um, I just, in this episode, Justin Robinson came out number one for me, uh, followed by Cameron Johnson, but it was really close uh, between those two guys. Like you could, put them in either direction, and I wouldn't have any uh, qualms with that. I just came out with Robinson slightly ahead. After that, it goes uh, Cody Martin, Xavier Sneed, uh, Dean Wade, um, I had Chris Wilkes, uh, followed by Barry Brown, uh, Caleb Martin, Jalen Hands, and then uh, Moses Brown to close out.
0: Yeah, so I have Johnson uh, first, Robinson second. I have Wade third. I'm still uh like I said, I'm hopeful about the his junior season uh coming back kind of uh uh so uh, yeah, I think they're the three I think would be like kind of the first tier among these guys. Then I would have uh Cody Martin, uh Barry Brown and Caleb Martin, and then the rest of the guys I'd probably have Sneed first, but I, I like I guess Sneed and Wilkes probably be close, but I I'm not even gonna bother ranking.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um and then to contextualize with the guys uh from last time, I still have Bassey. Uh, number one, followed by Robinson, and then Johnson, and then Davis, Matthews, Pascal. But the uh, the Robinson through Pascal, or I guess Pascal is probably a little bit behind after thinking about him more. But you know, Robinson, Johnson, Davis, Matthews, like that's super tight. You can go pretty much any order with those four guys. I think I had them on my big board like within like six or seven spots of each other. Like it's it's a really close group. So I mean, you can go in any direction with those guys depending on you know who you're targeting, and then. It's kind of like a tier of Pascal and Cody Martin are close together, and then it sort of uh, drops off a little bit more into like the Xavier Snead, Dean Wade, Admiral Schofield, uh, Chris Wilkes, Bray Brown, Caleb Martin, all sort of in that similar group, and then you have you know Jalen Hands and Moses Brown a little bit further down.
0: So, but you would have Bassie in the zone tier in number one.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's comfortably ahead of I think anyone else that we've done so far. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I yeah I I think I'd agree with that too. Like. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I have same Davis, Matthews, Johnson, Robinson. But I, I, I still have weight in that tier. I'm, I'm fairly high on weight still. But um, even though you did convince me to put him at the bottom of that tier, but uh, yeah, uh, and then uh, I would have Martin and Pascal. I think Brown, Schofield, and the other Martin are kind of in the same tier, but it's like a mini tier, like two mini tiers. So the first mm-hmm. one would be Martin and Pascal, and the second one would be Brown, Schofield, and Caleb Martin for me. And then, uh, yeah, Sneed and Wilkes are not quite there to me, and then the other guys are not really even worth talking about at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, we'll continue to update that as we do these scouting reports uh, next Whoa, week. Uh, oh, yes, have something One else?
0: second. Yeah, yeah, so um yeah, I was thinking just to make sure, like, we, you know, quote unquote, go through everybody and don't miss anyone. So, uh, the, we, we'll talk about each team. So, uh, the teams we've done so far is, are, uh, you know, uh, some of these teams we're going to talk about more later, too. So, uh, there's, like, Virginia Tech, obviously, has Alexander Walker, so we'll get to that later. But, uh, the teams that uh, I don't think really have any other prospects, just to make sure, uh, uh Villanova, Ole Miss, Nevada, Kansas State, Western Kentucky, UCLA. Do uh, any of these teams have any prospects that we haven't mentioned, but maybe we shouldn't or we should anything? should probably
1: just touch on Jordan Caroline because there will probably be a few people to ask about him. Um, his offensive game is like legit good, like in terms of like the, the face-up game that he has using his strength. I think he's underrated as a passer. His handle is really good for a guy his size. Um, the shot's a little flat. I don't know how much I buy into it, but it's good to see the progress he's made but he, you know he can really create for himself and make some plays with his strength but the problem is he's just absolutely terrible defensively like he's constantly gambling but he's like the worst gambler ever cuz he never comes up with anything he's just like flying around the court <laughs> doing dumb stuff and like not ever making any plays with it and on top of that like he can't really like stay in front of a lot of guys uh he doesn't really have like a position to defend at the next level I, I suppose he's like a combo forward defender but again like he's just he's just way too far behind on that end and then they have Treshawn Thurman, who's like the exact opposite, like this super smart defender who's great at using his length and creates these events, but is just really limited offensively, like basically a spot up guy who's not a great spot up guy. So if you took Jordan Caroline's offense and gave him Trayson Thurman's defense, then you'd have like a really good prospect, like maybe like a first round level guy. But uh, both of them with their severe limitations on one end of the court are uh, too far away. So, yeah, we if you if you want to know about those guys, that's basically my take on them.
0: Yeah, that's, I, I pretty much agree. Yeah, well, uh, Caroline, like, uh, every time I watch Nevada and some, like, there's, like, a blown, like, rotation or something, like, there's, like, a wide open layup. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? I rewind. Like, Caroline is just, like, staring off into space or, like, runs away into the wrong way or something. <laughs> so, yeah, like, his defense is, like, really problematic. Like, his offense is actually good. Like, there's, mm-hmm. like, NBA upside there, but, yeah. Uh, I think the one guy, maybe, like, he, I don't think he's gonna enter almost certainly, but, uh, just worth mentioning, Sadiq Bey from, uh, Villanova oh, yeah. has there really yeah, yeah. been, a impressive as a freshman, um, uh, you know, just uh, a very good defender for a young player. And, uh, you know, if he has good size for the wing position and all that, uh, the physical tools. But, uh, you know, a little bit slow. Uh, his offensive game is very unrefined, a little bit older for a freshman. So, yeah, I don't think he's almost certainly won't enter. not getting any hype almost, but work machine.
1: Yeah, and he really needs to develop the jump shot. I think if that comes for him, he becomes a lot more interesting. But right now with his struggles making shots, it's just tough. And then um, Phil Booth has gotten, like, some buzz. He's like a late-second guy. I just, I can't get there with him. It's just the stuff that he does is way too replaceable. Um, it, you know, he's obviously kind of a clutch guy and has the experience on a high high level. And I do think he's a pretty good team defender. Um, plays fairly smart. But again, like not, not, he's a guy who's not a point guard. He's six three. He's a fine shooter, but not like this crazy high level shooter. It's just that there's way too many guys in that mold that you can find, even let alone in the high majors, like going to the mid majors. And a guy like him is already 23. Like there's just not value in using a pick on a guy like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I think uh, there's, like, Josh Anderson, Western Kentucky, but, yeah, that's that's about it,
1: I, I think. We we are probably the two biggest Josh Anderson fans in the entire world. I tweet about him, like, way, <laughs> way too much. Like, I tweet about him constantly, because I love him. Like, every time I watch Western Kentucky, he's, like, my favorite player. Um, I'm really hoping the offensive game continues to develop, because if so, I'm going to be, like, pounding the table, like, screaming that someone needs to draft him. But uh, right now, just, like, too 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 bad in terms of, like, finishing and jump-shooting struggles that you can't really take him, but I, I do love watching him play. He's like one of my favorite players in the country. So
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I think that's about all. Do you want to?
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to record a couple episodes uh, next week and then uh, release the one next week and then one the following week. Cause I'm going to be in uh, China over spring break for a school trip. So I'm um, looking forward to that, but yeah, keep your eyes out for those new scouting reports coming out. Uh, keep sharing these ones. Uh, a lot of work goes into them. Obviously these are some long episodes. It's great content. So Share them. Leave those reviews on iTunes. And, yeah, keep listening. Keep giving feedback. Uh, Reach out on Twitter if you have any feedback for us. And uh, we'll be back next week. Later.